This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Thursday, May 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this, mar- this morning. An emergency meeting was held and residents from across Philadelphia met Wednesday evening to air concerns over the lack of enforcement of illegal ATV and dirt bike riders. The Queen Village Neighbors Association hosted the event. Philadelphia Deputy Commissioner Joe Dale says so far this year they've confiscated more than 200 of the illegal vehicles, but he adds that they can only pursue riders under extreme circumstances. First Assistant District Attorney Robert Listenby says punishment reforms need to be made in order to prosecute those caught. The Executive Director of the Greater Philadelphia Hotel Association says this is an issue that needs to be cleaned up before we bring our guests back to the city. The tipping point for many residents came during the pandemic. Normally riders are more prevalent in the summer, but the pandemic created a time for them to come out more often and with less traffic on the roadways. It used to be, com- you know, completely present. You remember this, the days of mini bikes or th- any vehicle like oh, this. Yeah. It, you would like, it was, you're going to take that out on the regular road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you, these, it's it's loud. It can scare the yeah. hell out of you when they come by. And... Well, and I think this group, though, it's not just these, it's not just people riding these bikes. Like, they're, they're becoming they're, violent. They're like so gangs. And, they're gangs. And yeah, yeah. it's not just or, or, people who have bikes. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for you to get away. On, it, that's on the issue. Yeah. yeah, especially in the city. Yeah, they're a, much more maneuverable than a regular car. Yep. Many complain about the aggressive nature of the riders who travel in groups and do not follow basic traffic laws. They ride on sidewalks and against traffic on the roadways. In March, a driver stopped at a light at Broad in Washington and was surrounded by a group of ATA, uh, ATV riders. The victim, who was driving a car, thought he tapped one of the bikes. He says he got out to apologize. Instead, he was met with an aggressive crowd who attacked him with cinder blocks and a destroyed his car. One of the riders who appeared to be the main aggressor even went to grab a gun, but he was talked out of using it by someone nearby. Wow. Have you guys ever been in the city when an entire packet? It's it's pretty wild. I was, one, um, no. I remember was, Kreischer had, remember he had footage, he'd come to town during the uh, the the uh, the comedy show he did out in the parking lot, and he had footage of him coming into town and riding along. No, bunch, yeah, I don't remember that footage. But yeah. the the last time the there was the um uh, the bend to the shore bike tour, I was in the city the night before, not last year, obviously because of the pandemic. But we were having a cigar outside of the Comcast Tower, and I'm telling you, it was like five minutes of ATVs and and bikes going huh. through. And this is down what is that Market Street or whatever? Yeah, it was wild. Man. Well, as, as, as Kathy says, so they had kind of a long period, almost a year yeah. of the pandemic, where there was a lot more access to the regular streets. Yep. But now, as people are returning to the roads. It's complicating things. Yeah, yeah, one of the restaurant owners said they came by and, like, all the fumes and everything. And yeah. They cleared out, like, the outside portion of his restaurant because it right. was so distracting. A Bucks County, Pennsylvania man has been arrested on charges linked to the January 6th Capitol insurrection. And it seems his wife is the one who inadvertently led investigators to him. Many of the hundreds of people arrested so far were quick, quickly found by federal authorities after they recorded themselves on January 6th and posted what they did. But while the 68-year-old suspect in the most recent arrest has 
has no presence on social media. His wife does. And it was her now-deleted Facebook post that helped the FBI. Lynn Edwards post about her husband, Gary Edwards of Churchville, read in part, Gary walked right through the door into the rotunda, chatting with the police, who were very calm. The people sang the Star Spangled Banner two times and then started chanting, whose house? Our house. According to the FBI affidavit linked to the case, an anonymous tipster took a screenshot of the post and sent it to federal authorities before uh, the post was deleted. Mr. Edwards now faces federal charges, including violent entry of Capitol grounds, disorderly conduct, and disruption of official business. Meanwhile, a complete read of the post certainly seems to reveal that Mrs. Edwards' intent was to communicate that her husband simply followed the crowd and did nothing violent. So far, more than 400 people have been charged in connection with the Capitol riot, including 40 from Pennsylvania, at least five, uh, five whom were from Bucks County. Duncan is celebrating National Nurses Day with free coffee. The chain is giving away a free medium cup to all nurses and healthcare workers today, Thursday, May 6th. An employee badge is all that's required for the pick-me-up in honor of National Nurses Day. The brand is once again showing its appreciation for those heroes' tireless efforts to keep us healthy and safe, Duncan said in a statement. With their ID, nurses and healthcare workers can receive a free medium hot or iced coffee at participating locations. No purchase is necessary, and it's while supplies last. Can you just, like, dress like a nurse and go in and get No, a you have to have oh. an ID. That's what I You just have said. dressed. Well, well I've I mean, seen I, you as a Girl Scout before, I'm just saying, but like, not a, uh, maybe not dress a nurse. Like, a cheerleader, uh, a Girl Scout. Heath Ledger and the Joker, you know, that kind of an outfit? I mean, no. in, uh, in uh, Dark Knight? <laughs> no, Nick, you need an ID badge. Oh, all right, I got you. But that's all you need. I mean, if you work in healthcare, you can take your ID and get a free cup of coffee this nice. morning. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers won again, beating the Rockets last night in Houston, 135 to 115. Joel Embiid had 34 points in just 25 minutes, and the Sixers extended their winning streak to six games. The Eastern Conference leaders were up by double figures for most of the night, and their starters barely had to play in the fourth quarter. Houston has the NBA's worst record at 16 and 50. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night, and they'll take on the Pelicans. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Phillies beat the Milwaukee Brewers 5-4 last night at the ballpark for their third third straight win. Didi Gregorius hit hit his eighth career grand slam. The Phillies played their seventh straight one-run game and are the only team in the National League East above 500 at 16 and 15. The four-game series wraps up this afternoon, and Zach Wheeler will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 105. Orioles pitcher John Means was nearly perfect against the Mariners last night in Seattle as the lefty threw the Orioles' first solo no-hitter since 1969 in a 6-0 win. The only base runner against Means came in the third when Sam Haggerty struck out but reached on a wild pitch. Means faced the minimum 27 batters as Haggerty was erased on a caught stealing. It was the first non-perfect no-hitter in which the opposing team did not record a walk hit by pitch or error. So it's the first huh. in Major League history in which the only base runner reached on a dropped third strike. Wow. Crazy, right? Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's a wild little stat. And the Flyers, who have only three games left in the regular season, are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Washington to face the Capitals. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. The sun is shining bright, as I said this morning, as we get going. We've seen a lot of clouds the last few days, so we get today. But then uh, tomorrow's going to change and back to the clouds. But enjoy this beautiful sunshine on your way in today. 
We have some stuff that might add even more of those wonderful rays into your day. We have cash to give away. Money clip contest is coming up at 8 and 10 a.m. And we have a friend who's on the program, Caitlin Olson. Yes. Will be joining us. A new HBO Max show called Hacks. Uh, Jean Smart is in it as well. She stars and the series premiere is next Thursday. So Caitlin's going to be in it. We'll talk to her. Uh, last time we spoke to her, I believe, was at the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, we did the uh, Facebook Live. Or did we do one since then? I remember uh, no, how no, Instagram Live. Okay. Instagram Live, yeah, yeah chat. Yeah. Uh, they were great. Yeah, uh, awesome. She's, she's yeah. wonderful and, and uh, looking forward to uh, talking to her later on this morning. We'll get to that around 9 a.m. So um, now we also have, uh, and just out of nowhere, we have a pair of tickets at some point this morning to give away to see Genesis. Whoa. The last Domino Tour, Thursday, December 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, the tickets are on sale tomorrow at noon, so we're getting prepped for that. I love that. Casey was telling me that the um, some of these tickets, I guess uh, the rumors are that they're going for like in the $1,000 range hell. and so on. So it's a wow. very much... Um, uh, coveted show. Yeah. Well, it's, it's being billed as yeah. the final tour. Probably. Yeah. 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 That holds up. But it's also the uh, the delay of the tour that was supposed to be going on. Yeah. And everyone just wants to go out. Right. Yeah. Pat House was uh, posting about it last night, and I think it was around 1500 bucks for a Jeez. Wow. Okay. So uh, this morning, at some point, we'll have a chance for you to win tickets. Yeah. And then what am I doing about this? We have one, another one of those as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We'll give away a pair of tickets to see the MM Barbecue oh. this morning, too. It's concert ticket palooza, <laughs> yeah. dare I say. Um, so, obviously, yeah, those tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. as well. And we're excited about that. All the details at WMMR.com. Uh, but uh, Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Mammoth, that's Wolfgang Van Halen's band, uh, Dorothy, Aaron Jones, uh, Jackson's Local Shots Group, Foxtrot, and The Get Downs. And we are looking at more towards the fall for an MM barbecue, which I think will be a nice little change. Not that I don't prefer doing it at the, you know, the kickoff of summer and all. No, I agree. Uh, but the the fall concert experience is pretty damn cool, too. So September 25th is when that's going to be at the BB&T Pavilion. So listen up for your chance to win tickets. There's an MM barbecue weekend coming up as well. And we will also, oh, and also, mm-hmm. if you want a chance to win, um, you need to be an MMR VIP member and opt in. Yes, don't forget that. For the uh, emails. Yeah. Uh, because I believe, and I don't have the information here in front of me, but but, but I believe tomorrow there's going to be four, a four pack, a few four packs of tickets are going to be given it, away. It, listen, we don't, we don't bombard you with stuff. So just opt in to make sure that you're accessible through that and you'll be okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have to find the official info. And a semen sample, if you can provide one. Yeah, what? if, you, if yeah. you can, even if you're a woman, provide yeah, a yeah, semen yeah. sample. Yeah, yeah, Your husband or boyfriend. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Or a random stranger. A random stranger, yeah. Just grab some... Uh, Make the, They have yeah. to be an MMR listener, though. Liquid. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so anyhow, and uh, yeah, here we go. It's right here. It was right in front of me. Semen, right It was there, there yeah. all the time. Uh, so opt in for the MMR emails, and we're going to pick a few who are signed up on Friday to win a four-pack of tickets and one grand prize upgrade to the pit. So several things happening. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report. I have a whole lot of stuff, as always, lined up for you. And we'll give some stuff away with a stupid question. we got the $150 Fogo to Show gift cards, which is pretty sweet. So we'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we are going to do a stupid question. We have a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. I'm going to try something out here, okay? Oh, boy. Yesterday I did a uh, give me the response to this movie line. Right, from uh, the Marvel Universe. That is correct. Now, this one is is different. I'm I'm even thinking about not even telling you what movie it is. Are you not even going to ask a stupid question and have people provide answers? No, you're going to have to give me the response to this, but bear with me because it's going to be a little silly. Look, we're trying new things on this show. We're always evolving. What is the response to this? I know it. You do? Yeah. Okay, good. Then that means someone else probably. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Nick, call in. <laughs> Can I call in? Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Bow wow! Let's see if you, <laughs> let's see if you know the go answer for that. 215-263-WMMR. Marissa, come here because I'm going to whisper it to you. I'm going to kiss you. Because No. <laughs> well, that's inappropriate. <laughs> come here. Uh, kiss you. Uh, because uh, now... Talk amongst yourself. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, what, is he, what, do you think he, what do you think the answer is? <laughs> I, I know that the question is, pow, wow! I don't even know. And Nick knows it. So Marissa's nodding her head in a knowing fashion. Right, I know the answer. Okay. Right. Call in. All right, thank all right, you. All right, all right. Okay. Well, I just right. want to make sure she has the response to it, grabs the audio right. audio for it so you understand we have some context. 215-263-WMMR. Bow, wow. Bow, wow! Uh, Let's see if you know the response to that. Uh, today is Thursday, May 6th. Man... What? We kind of blew our wad the other day. It's Bob Seger's birthday. Oh, and I think it was the day before yesterday, we spent a good portion of the program playing Bob Seger music. And it was only because Katmandu was mentioned. There was a story about the Himalayas. And, yeah. uh, and we went through and his entire catalog. Everything. Because there's so many titles that lend themselves to being part of a conversation. Yep. We've got Tonight. Uh, like a rock. And what was the, the one? It's still the same. Yeah. Somebody had called Turn it. the page. Uh, so, outstanding musician. Great songwriter and performer. I mean, just an all-around uh, great musician. You want to talk about, uh, Casey, you were talking about lyrics that land? He is really great at that, especially oh my gosh. song. Yeah. yeah. And and he writes them plainly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they just... How he does the prose that way, how he how he finds the proper words that fit in the rhyming scheme and just nail it, it's like, amazing. Like a rock on the surface seems very, oh, okay, oh. but then you listen to the lyrics. And a song that I love of his that always makes me sort of tear up is American Storm. Oh, man. Yeah. And Against the Wind. Against the Wind, yeah. Um, and this one, Night yeah. Moves, is brilliant. I remember Casey, I'd, I'd revealed to him what the song was about, about him losing his virginity. Yep. Yeah. And about going out and finding a way to sneak off and... Experiment with sex right. a little bit yeah. as a teenager. I'm not much of a guitarist, but this one is uh, fun to strum. They, like, they, I, 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 well, show us. There's a guitar no, book. I'm not going to do that, uh, but yes. I can kind of play it a little bit. Right. I'm, not, I'm not that great, but it's I can It's a good one to have strum. in your pocket. Yeah. It's a good one to have there. So Bob Seger, 76 years old today. Uh, Chris Shiflett of Foo Fighters. Uh, big birthday for him. He turns a big 5-0. So a milestone birthday in the world of... Foo Fighters. I always sure. give him the short shiftlet because I forget he's <laughs> a member of the band. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, then you have Tony Blair, former British Prime Minister. He turns 68 years uh, old today. Like Sorry. What? This one. Oh. Yes. There you go. Yeah. That would be more appropriate. Very so cool. That's my job. <laughs> birthday to Tony Blair. Oh, my God. It's George Clooney's birthday oh, today. We were just talking about him. Uh, and a big, big biggie. He is 60 years old today. Wow. He's just turning 60? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh. Man, so what do you do for George Clooney for his birthday? If you're a friend, you remember a while back, a few years ago, off of the tequila money, he gave his friends millions of dollars. Yes. And set it up to where they couldn't refuse the money. And these are some you know people who really needed the help. So what do you turn around and get for George if you're a, a person that close to him? I think what he would probably want is you donate to one of his charities. Yeah, I think you're That's right. That's probably it. 60 today. Roma Downey, beautiful Irish actress, touched by an angel. First time I saw her was on The uh, Adventures of Hercules with Kevin Sorbo. She was one of the uh, like goddesses or something. Okay. Yeah, but she's gone on with her husband, who they produce... Uh, Survivor and um, all those shows. All right, okay, so do we have her in studio? We did. Okay, they, they yeah. together. Yeah, she is sixty-one today. Uh, the great Willie Mays. Wow, is ninety today. Wow, man. And Steve, you know he's the Say Hey Kid. I remember there was a, a Saturday morning special. Do you remember Willie Mays and the Say Hey Kid? No. Yeah, it was like a magical thing. Really? Yeah. It was just based on a true story. Okay. Uh, happy ninetieth to Willie Mays. Uh, Adrian Palicki. Oh. One of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I first saw her in G.I. Joe Retaliation. I took my <laughs> sons to see that movie, and I'm like, I got, 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 I died, 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 while I'm watching the movie. Just passing by. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Friday Night Lights. Uh, she is 38. She's also old. in The Orville, and she is an assassin in the first John Wick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meek Mill. Yeah. The Mill celebrates his birthday. What is his uh, Dreams birth- and Nightmares? No, no, his name. Robert... Oh. Rameek Williams. Okay. That's it. And then? Yeah. Uh, no, I thought you were asking his big song. No, it was no. Dreams and Nightmares. It was kind of like the the Eagles, uh, when their Super Bowl run, that was like their, their mm, anthem. Their John? Yeah. Right. That was their <laughs> John. That's perfect. He's 34. Uh, and then uh, uh, Gavori Sibide, is that yes. a Sibide? Precious. Uh, Precious, correct. She is uh, 38 years old. She just, um, she at least, uh, last picture I saw her, she seems to have. Slimmed a little bit. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, but she looked. She achieved all that success, you know, with all the weight on. I don't know. You know, whatever you want to do. You do you. She's 38. And then the last birthday here in the WMMR family, he is He is, He is. is one of the, the heart and soul of this radio station, Mr. Kevin Gunn. Yes! Today. Uh, Kevin goes back to being producer for John DeBella, the Duke. And uh, he's been he's been our um, uh, production director here. So all the commercials and so on that uh, they get produced are through Kevin. It's a, it's a heavy workload. He busts his ass, but he is kind of like he's like the historian of this radio station. I he's got a there when I go into to produce commercials with Kevin. Uh, he's got these several boxes of photographs, yes. old, old photographs. You ever dug through those? No. It's amazing. So yeah. it's it's all from the history of the radio station. And I try to, when I go in there, I try to open up the box and pull one out <laughs> and have him tell me a story about right, the picture right, yeah. that I found. Because he's got a story about every single <laughs> one of them. He's a good storyteller. He's great, man. Well, he's also written books and he's encyclopedic when it comes to uh, music, especially Springsteen. He's, he also, uh, uh, sorry. Good. No, no, go ahead. No, he also records uh, the things that shouldn't go out on the air that we say and keeps them in file. <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm begging him. 
begging him to put together a highlight reel of all of our flubs and F-ups. And because when we're recording, you know, the mic's rolling. Yeah. And if you make mistakes, you start cursing, you start, you know, or you might joke around or have some, some little nuggets in there and Kevin saves these, I want to have a party where we all get together and listen to these because I think it would be awesome. And, and maybe, well, look, we get back to having a Christmas party or something. That might be a good thing to do during that. But yeah, uh, it's great when he's in there and uh, he's laughing at something you've said that's inappropriate. Yep. Uh, Kevin Gunn, one of our absolute favorite people on the planet. Happy birthday to you, sir. All right, we'll see if somebody can get an answer uh, to the stupid question. All right. Uh, and it's not really a question. You just have to give me a response to, oh, wow. So I'm going to go uh, to Tony and see if he knows. Tony, are you there? Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, no. You will not be bothering us as long as you can give me the response to this. Oh, wow. Delish. Yes, he got it. Yes. All right, what is it? It is. Hang hang on the line, Tony. We're going to get your information. <laughs> At the end of the movie Best in Show, uh, Cookie Googleman right. and her husband, Eugene Levy, and I forgot his character's name uh, in that, but he uh, they after they win the, uh, uh, the Mayflower, uh, they decide to record some of the songs that they've written yeah. about their terrier, and so one of the songs has that line in it. So here, I guess, <laughs> is this the audio? All right, here we go. Thank you. And I don't know why, but I just love that part of the movie. Yeah. And I was just randomly thinking about it the other day, and I thought it'd be fun. To Is that when they're in with Balch? That's Balch yeah, is yeah. the producer right. of, their, of their album. Yeah. I'm growing looking at you. Right and now, he baby. realizes oh, you've that grown. it was the first and only time he ever did it on a roller coaster was with Cookie. And yeah. by the way, the name of their album was The Captain and Cookie Beg For It. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much, Tony. And we're going to set you with a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. Try the new bone-in ribeye, a premium cut included as a part of Fogo's full uh, churrasco service. And you can welcome to What's Next at Fogo to Show and make reservations for Fogo in Center City at King of Prussia at Fogo.com. I can't believe you got that right. All right, we're going to start with uh, more Marilyn Manson stuff. Uh, his ex, Ashley Morgan Smithline, has come forward to reveal the details about their alleged two-year abusive relationship. She's one of 15 women now. Steve, you were asking the yeah, number yeah, the other yeah. day. Including actresses <clears throat> Evan Rachel Wood and Esme Bianco, who have accused Manson of sexual, psychological, and physical abuse. Manson has denied all claims. According to People, Smithline said, <clears throat> excuse me, I survived a monster and that she thought that he was going to kill her. Okay, so this has been the claim of a couple of people. And everyone is due their time in court, but... Wow, there's a lot of women coming forth with the very same story. Smithline has accused Manson of sexually assaulting her countless times. She also claimed that Manson bit, whipped, and cut her with a swastika emblazoned knife and shoved his fist in her mouth during sex. Oh, my God, what a freak. Now, um, you had brought up the point, like, with Arm, Army Hammer. Like, it, is is there, like, if there's consensual rough play, mm-hmm. when when do you cross the line... Obviously, I think the thing is always when when someone says, 
No, uh, that's that's too far. You know, right. I mean, but I mean, I don't know how the I don't know that kind of I lifestyle. I don't know either, man. Yeah. And, and it, it may no, be that's in, off balance, really. It may be in the mindset of she let me do it, and yeah, she, and, and so I kept on doing it, and you know, kind of wanted to see how far I could get. I don't. know, I think man. good rule of thumb I, is is probably and should be when someone's uncomfortable and doesn't want it anymore, you stop. Uh, she has also claimed that he forced her to do a blood pact and that she was locked into a glass soundproof room called the bad girls room whenever she pissed him off. Manson has responded to Smithline's allegations through a spokesperson saying that he, quote, strongly denied her claims. Uh, there are so many falsehoods within her claims that we wouldn't know where to begin to answer them. This relationship, to the limited extent it was a relationship, didn't last one week according to the statement. Uh, meanwhile, Smithline provided people with emails and messages, she says, were from Manson that span more than two years. It's going to be wild to see how this eventually plays out. So the, yes. there are there criminal investigations into this? Are the, are the, are, is there any civil lawsuit against Manson? Or is this um, just all of this coming forward? I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think there, uh, yes, I think there is at least a case... Uh, isn't, uh, the, the gal Esme Bianco filing, uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. So anyhow, we'll, we'll see. We'll get some details. Josh Duggar was granted bail on Wednesday and will await his child pornography trial at a friend's home. Uh, the New York Post reports that the 33 year old former reality star will not be allowed to use the internet, drink, use drugs or handle guns. And he can only see his children if his wife, Anna is present. Uh, according to reports, judge Christy Comstock, Told Duggar, I recommend that you govern your actions by thinking about where you might go and who you might encounter. You ought not go to birthday parties, family dinners, church activities. Jeez. These things that might risk violating this condition. According to federal agents, the used car salesman allegedly had at least 65 images of child pornography on his computer. Some showing children as young as five years old. Faces 20 years behind bars and a $500,000 fine. A little lighter... Um, Legal issue. Uh, Kim Kardashian uh, is having uh, some things going on with Italy. They want their statue back. They want their statue back. Oh, I saw this. Uh, That pretty much sums up a recent civil forfeiture action filed by the United States government alleging that an antique Roman statue imported to Los Angeles by the reality TV star, was smuggled into the country illegally. Mm-hmm. Court documents filed last month claim that the five-ton shipment, valued at nearly $750,000, it's five tons? Yeah, wow. it was in her carry-on. An address to Kim Kardashian DBA Noel Roberts Trust in Woodland Hills was seized by Custom and Border Protection in 2016 under suspicion that the entry to the U.S. violated the cultural Property Implementation Act. How much does that weigh? Now, the <laughs> I act, want it. The act, or CPIA, stipulates that archaeological material originating in Italy and representing the pre-classical, classical, and imperial Roman periods cannot be imported to the United States without proper documentation. When you start buying statues, you know you have too much money. Mm. Well, look at Michael Jackson. Yeah. And he was buying really great. Now, she was going after something legit, but this is... What we're looking at is this the actual... this. The actual statue, it's its basically just the lower half of a person. According to the complaint, an analysis of the sculpture determined that the item was looted, smuggled, and illegally exported from Italy. As such, Italy's uh, Carabinieri for the Protection of Cultural Heritage has requested the artifact addressed to Kardashian be returned to its alleged country of origin. Curiously enough, the defendant in the case is not Kim, but the statue itself, which the is... Statues- Currently Sentient? in CBP custody while the court determines its fate. Wow. 
Hmm. Wow. Yeah, by How the way, does that happen? The statue is identified as Fragment of Myron's Samian Athena. Uh, limestone, Roman first and sanctu- sec- first to se- second century A.D. That's so it's the lower it half. That weighs five tons. Mm-hmm. The full thing would have been around ten tons, we assume. I guess. Um, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to do something with it. Uh, people are accusing Meghan Markle of plagiarizing her children's book called The Bench, which she just put out uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, several Twitter users claim it's a ripoff of The Boy on the Bench by Corinne Ev- Everest. Uh, however... The author has come to the defense of the Duchess of Sussex. The author herself tweeted on Wednesday, reading the description and published excerpt of the Duchess's new book, this is not the same story or the same theme as the boy on the bench, and I do not see any similarities. So she's cool. We cool. She's in the clear. We good. We cool. Uh, in other royal news, Prince William and Kate Middleton launched their own YouTube channel on Wednesday. Yeah, they do uh, a whole bunch of wacky stunts. It's really cool. <laughs> they try to, like, flip cups yeah, over and have yeah, them yeah. land they up, did right? The, the Mentos thing, it was yeah. great. It's like Dude Perfect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just okay. like that. Yeah, they throw bas- <laughs> basketball from 100 yards with a cannon. This one is called uh, Layup from uh, Across the Street uh, Atop a High Rise. Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge made their debut in a 25-second video montage showing the couple at various philanthropic events. This one is called the Tide Pod Challenge. <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? <laughs> uh, so the world's fourth richest man is single, and odds makers are taking bets on who he dates next. Bill and Melinda Gates announced that they are getting a divorce after 27 years of marriage. And the odds makers at sportbetting.ag are taking action on who will be Gates's first date when he begins his new life as a bachelor. So he was involved with someone just prior to Melinda yeah. and broke up with her. Is she still single, do we know? Yes. The odds on favorite is Anne Winblad. There you go. Whom Gates dated before he married Melinda in 1994 and reportedly stayed friendly with for at least a little while. In fact, built a house for her. Anyone willing to take that uh, three-to-one bet would win back $3 for every buck you bet. Uh, in a 1997 Time magazine profile, Gates disclosed that he actually asked her for her approval before popping the question to Melinda. Ah. And he also reportedly negotiated one long weekend a year with his former flame. Wow. Uh, the field gets a lot tighter after her with Israeli businesswoman uh, Shari Arizin being a 25 to 1 underdog. Going down the list, the name became a little bit more recognizable for the gossip crowd. Jennifer Aniston is 33 to 1 underdog. Mm, okay. See the bottom of the list, Preston? Joyce DeWitt. No, I'll tell you who's yeah. at the bottom in just a second. Actress Terry Hatcher is 33 to 1 gamble. Huh. And the odds of Angelina Jolie, Drew Barrymore, Jane Fonda, or Kim Kardashian being next in line are 50 to 1. Uh, the odds of Gates going on a date with aspiring politician Caitlyn Jenner or teen environmentalist Greta Thunberg are tw- 100 to 1. Yeah. But the bottom of the barrel is Queen Elizabeth II, whose <laughs> husband of 73 years died a month ago at the age of 99. She is single. Anyone willing to take that bet can win $1,000 by wagering a single buck on uh, it. So there you yeah, go. that is a long shot. Yes, it is. I wonder if he has, uh, regardless of the money... I don't think he's he's not doesn't seem to gravitate towards the starlet type, Mm-mm. you know, because the, no. the, the X is like a venture capitalist. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that would be him at all. 
Uh, hey, this is pretty interesting. In a recent interview, the director of 10 Things I Hate About You yeah. revealed that Julia Stiles and jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt had a secret little romance during the filming of the 1999 film. Do tell. You know, I've never seen that movie. It's a good oh movie. Is it so a good, good. movie? It's, it's, yes. it's, it's really? a Shakespearean yeah. sort of riff, so. Okay. Yeah. So worth seeing, Kat? Oh, yeah. That right. was like, yeah, that was such a good, like, Sunday show. You're sitting around doing nothing, and it's on TV. Uh, movie, not show. Is it? A, it's a feel-good, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a rom-com. So. Well, part appear- romantic, part comedy. While appearing on the YouTube series Mira a quien encontre, what? Uh, Gil Junger said that despite the rumors that Styles and Heath Ledger were a real life item, uh, he was not the co-star that caught her eye. He said she, for a minute or ten, went out with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They were very, very attracted to each other, which was cool. He said when uh, the interviewer pointed out that uh, Styles and Gordon-Levitt did not share many scenes together, he responded, I know, right? Isn't it funny? She's like professing her love to Heath, mm. and she's in love with the guy who's waiting in his trailer to shoot the next scene. Could make a movie about that. He said, yeah, but watching them, it was beautiful how much they enjoyed each other. I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I do, too. A lot, and I would have loved to have seen him progress into the uh, Robin Nightwing storyline in the uh, Chris Nolan Batman universe. Yes. But he didn't. Nice. Uh, let's see, Patrick Schwarzenegger. I messed that name up. Patrick Schwarzenegger uh, just finished the five, 5 a.m. challenge, and apparently he's looking fit. Okay, uh, the Moxie star showed off his new toned physique on Instagram Wednesday and said that after getting up to work out at 5 a.m. for 50 days straight, he's in the best shape of his life, both physically and mentally. Uh, according to his post, he lost 5% body fat and gained 22 pounds of muscle in the, uh, the last six months. All right. Well, he certainly has a good trainer in his uh, family if he wants he's, to go there. He's got some good genetics as well. Yeah, and his stepbrother is uh, also, uh, his stepbrothers are actually really going into uh, bodybuilding full-blown. I saw him in that uh, Netflix movie, Moxie. My daughter and I watched it together. He's good, right? And uh, Yeah, he was decent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he plays an absolute jerk in it. But, it's the uh, one that Amy Poehler directed, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Casey, 5 a.m., getting up and work out at 5 a.m. for 50 days straight, but we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm here no. at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, Planet Fitness is open 24 hours, and yeah. I attempted, uh, <laughs> it was like probably a New Year's resolution. <laughs> I attempted, to go in the morning? Well, so, Kat, they, oh, have, on. they have one section that is strictly, it is a 30-minute um, circuit training, yeah. right? So you can go in, you do... You know, one minute on one thing, and then uh, in between sets, you do these step, you know, they have like a little step. So I was like, I can get in. I could do this. 30 minutes, boom, be at work, right? (laughs) So I tried that, and I was fried the rest of the day because I was there like 4.30 in the morning, you know, like 4.15 in the morning. I tried when when I was in my brown belt training, when I was getting ready for the test. Same. Like a couple of weeks, I started getting uh, a couple of weeks before I started getting up at 3 a.m. to exercise. I did it two times. I'm like, this is stupid. I used. I mean, when we, that's ridiculously early to get up and exercise. When I had a production job in radio and I was going in around nine, I'd you love know, to get up. That, that was I wouldn't fine. Mind get yes. up at seven or come six on. and work out. But no, I get up at three between three thirty and three forty-five every day. Well, I'm going to get up at one. No, it, it's never been an option. It's just. Too you can't early. do it. I would love to work out before work. Like people, I see people running. Like as I'm driving in, I'm like, yeah. they are getting it done for Cowper the day. Like good for them. But I mean, I would yeah. need like a 
bodyguard to go with me. Not only and- that, <laughs> I, I do it right after work, early afternoon. So that I figure that's a good trade off, right? Yeah. It is, but but being able to do it before work, I think it would be. I think I would feel better at work. You're energized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, get, you get that endorphin rush yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I would you, feel we could better. all come in and pose down, Preston. Uh, but it's not going to happen. No. no way. So anyhow, we that's... should all do it one week. We, oh should, we should all get a week. It'll be the together. worst show. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. There's a gym. Kathy will call us from. I didn't make it. <laughs> I'm so sick. I'm sorry. Is the gym in our building still open? Uh, uh, yes, it is. Know. I have no idea. I believe it is. Where is it? It's right next to where Manji used to be. First yeah. floor. Yep. It's on the first floor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You didn't yeah. know it was here? Yeah, you got to head towards the uh, the west lobby, or is that the east lobby? Oh. The east lobby, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, uh, let me see here. Oh, uh, Danielle Fischel yeah. shared some very special news on her 40th birthday. The Boy Meets World alum announced that she and her husband, Jensen Karp, are expecting their second child together. Aw. 40 years old and pregnant. How come she's never ported over to Hallmark movies? She would. She would. She would. She would. Perfect, right? She would be. She would be perfect. I know. Why are you just going to Yoda? Because I said she will, and then I was thinking, she will. Hallmark movies she'll do. She will. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Boy, will. Do we need to talk like Yoda Day now? Yes. She will be. She will be. She wrote, I By could- the way, may the six be with you. Uh, oh, oh, that's cute. Yeah, thank you. Uh, she <laughs> said- <laughs> that was cute. Uh, she said, I couldn't be more grateful to enter my 40s with my amazing husband and son, excitedly Who's expecting named after a fish. the arrival of baby boy number two. Yeah. Always oh, had a crush on her, big time. Uh, oh, man, this is great news. Great news. We, we've, we've had years of hearing delays, delays, delays on shows and movies that we want to see. Loki will debut debut a few days earlier than planned. Yes. It's excellent. Originally slated to premiere on Friday, June 11th. The Marvel series will bow Wednesday, June 9th. It's just a couple of days, but it doesn't matter. That's great that it's earlier rather than later. Do you know why they're doing that, Preston? They wanted to let your anniversary breathe a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yes, exactly. Before, it was the day before. Are you kidding me? Right. Uh, This looks phenomenal. So to be I'm on so Dis- intrigued by this. Disney Plus, and it's perfect because I'm, I'm wrapping up. I took my time on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'll wrap that up, and then I'll be ready to roll right into this. Uh, series star Tom Hiddleston broke the news in a teaser promising Wednesdays are the new Friday. So the, I guess I'll debut each new episode on Wednesday. Does, does it say how many episodes are going to be? I No, I haven't even okay. looked at that information yet. So I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier could have gone two or three more. Uh, it actually could have, and that was some of the criticisms of it is that it... it, it they uh, the last couple episodes wrapped up, but that last episode, while it did accelerate some things, delivers so much awesomeness. Yeah, that I, just, I get greedy. Cool to, yeah, you know, I, I, I love them so much. They're they're little you know cinematic masterpieces every single oh, episode. They are indeed. Uh, I just want more and more and more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be early. That's wonderful. Uh, let's see what else is good news. John Mulaney's first set of tour dates post rehab are already sold out. The 38-year-old comedian is doing a residency in Manhattan's City Winery uh, from May 10th to May 14th. It's called John Mulaney from Scratch. I saw him doing, uh, he's actually done a couple of 
inspirational TikTok videos. Have you seen these? No. About how to get a hold of your life? No. So that's good. Fans who weren't able to get tickets can still add their names to a wait list. In December, he entered a rehab facility in Pennsylvania for 60 days for treatment of cocaine and alcohol addiction. I accidentally uh, have two different TikTok handles. And uh, so I don't, and, and what's funny is I don't even go to TikTok all that much. But the videos that I've uploaded that I like are on a handle that I don't know how to access anymore. Really? Yes. You forgot your password. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, even know which freaking email it's yeah. associated with. Uh, that's, it's usually associated with an email, yes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and huh. I don't know which one. I, I've never posted anything. I posted one thing once, and then what I just do is I go to the general feed, and I'll look at videos. Mm. So you can, do you know what account it is? Go mm. into it, log out. Try to log back in, do the forgot my password so, thing, and it'll send it to one of your emails. Yeah. You, well, I can access... Oh, never mind. We'll talk about we'll this, talk about this yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. I've got oh, one more story will. to get to. Yes. <laughs> your password <laughs> for find you, we will. Uh, one last story. HBO is giving a glimpse of the new series House of the Dragon. Uh, the network shared first look photos for the Game of Thrones prequel on Wednesday. One of the pictures shows Emma Darcy and Matt Smith in characters as Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen and Prince Daemon Targaryen. Another uh, image features Steve Toussaint as Lord Carl's uh, or Corlys Valerian, uh, aka the Sea Snake. And the third photo shows Olivia Cook and Reese Iffens uh, in costume as. Uh, Ellicent Hightower and Otto Hightower. Do these names mean anything to you? Uh, the Just Tar- family names. The Targaryens right. and the Valerians do. Right. Uh, but I don't know the Hightower family. You know Reese Ifans, too. He's He was in uh, About a Boy... Or no, uh, Notting Hill. And he was in um, uh, the Harry Potter movies as... Uh, um, the head of the alt, the the quibbler, the different newspaper. Uh, so he's a really recognizable actor. Who was he in um, Notting Hill? He's the goofy uh, roommate. Uh, that ends up in the, oh. the bathtub. And, yeah, Spike. Yeah, Spike, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, uh, by the way, um, HBO had uh, released a concept art for House Dragon in December, and that depicts two different dragons as well. Uh, House Fire, uh, House of, I'm sorry, the dragon is based on R.R. Uh, uh, Martin's uh, book, Fire and Blood, and that recounts the history of House Targaryen. The series is set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Uh, it will be created by Martin and Ryan Condol, and uh, so HBO is also developing three more Game of Thrones spinoffs. Nine Voyages, uh, which is also known as Sea Snake, 10,000 Ships, and one called Flea Bottom as well. So Holy hell, that's a lot of content. It is. All right, we're ready for clips. In hopes of saving his ill mother, a young boy sets out to find a mythic figure with healing powers in The Waterman. And here, Rosario Dawson talks about how this movie relates her, her personal journey. I started losing friends and family really early in, in, in this pandemic and taking care of my dad post-pancreatic cancer, surgery and chemo and going through that whole journey with him, which really informed why I also wanted to do The Waterman because I could completely understand no matter what age you are, you will do anything to protect your family. Yeah! Waterman hits theaters this Friday. Here's the next clip. Andrew Garfield is on the Media Blitz promoting his new movie, Mainstream, but there's one specific unrelated question everyone is asking, and it's starting to bug the crap out of him. The clip is Andrew's latest response to everyone asking if he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. I feel like I'm in a game of f***ing werewolf or mafia where I'm like, I'm not the werewolf. I promise you I am not the werewolf. And everyone's like, you're the werewolf. You're the f***ing werewolf. 
You sound insane. Mainstream, uh, the movie he is in, opens on Friday. And he plays a werewolf in it. No, it's a game. I've I've talked about it on the show. That's right. Uh, It's kind of like Clue a little bit, but... Anyway, okay. uh, the idea is if you are the werewolf, you tell people you're not the werewolf. So um, he's in Spider-Man. Yeah, he is. All right, and that is what I have in the entertainment report. We are going to take a break. we got a bunch to get to today. Money to be given away. We've got uh, Caitlin Olson on the show this morning, too. Uh, we have MMRBQ tickets, Genesis tickets yes. to give away at some point today, too. Wow. We'll be right back. Stay with us. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Uh, mentioned earlier this morning that it is National Nurses Day yes. today. Uh, Duncan is doing some uh, free coffee promotion and thing like that, which is very cool. About it, it is cool. And uh, we were just having a quick off-air discussion about uh, nurses and the lives that they lead. <laughs> I've always, whenever I've had, listen, so obviously I've had my uh, my bouts and I had, uh, you know, cancer a while ago and my things. And we, we all benefit from having a wonderful doctor, Dr. Mike. But whenever I've been in a situation, you know, whether it's, you know, getting a, a check or some sort of invasive thing or something shoved up my butt like a camera or something, Preston, the nurses are always the ones that are handling the stuff and doing it. Oh, yeah. And it's honestly... They're the ones that have to wipe the poop off. Yeah, yeah and, and they, they, yeah. they've got the beat on everything. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> when it's, when you're down in the trenches, it's the nurses that have the stories. Yeah, yeah they're the ones who have to administer and, and uh, remove catheters and yeah. all that yeah. fun stuff. Do you guys remember years ago, Y100 Media, when I had an enema live on air? Yes. And we had a nurse what? come in. Yes. Yeah. Why? He, so we had, we, we had the I air know, studio. I felt like it. <laughs> No, was, we, we put him through all these different stunts. So he got his got his enema. That and was a stunt. That's why, like, I Listen, feel like we you're stole so that mean from to me. NPR. Yeah, you really should give me a pass. All the I things that I pass. Did. You're an idiot. You agreed to that. <laughs> all these. I was a kid. I was a child. I didn't know any better. I just wanted my name to be said on the radio. <laughs> Dear God. What did he do? <laughs> that was very emotional. I know. Uh, yeah, but we, Kathy, we did it professionally. We had a nurse come in. <laughs> Okay. Or someone who said there gloves. was a nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah someone, someone who said there was wore white and rubber gloves. Yeah, yeah. she had rubber. That's gloves. good enough. They look like gardening gloves, but they were still rubber. No, but uh, yeah, it's legit, right? I mean, you have yeah. so the, all that stuff. It's always the, the nurses that get it done. So yeah. I, the, the the war stories, you know, if you're going to talk about occupations, Preston, they've got them. By the way, how many different types of nurses? Are there? There's got to be oh, loads of different types, right? Yeah. There's... Judging by adult films I've seen, many of them are naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there there are ones that specialize in in uh, natal care and um, uh, you know the surgical nurses, end of life care, hospice uh, care. Yeah, and there's uh, there. I guess is there just a general nurse, nurse anesthetist? I can't even say it. Anesthetist. Anesthetist. Yeah, like uh, so. My mom was an RN, and she had. Yeah. I mean, she could have gone and worked in a hospital. You know, I think any unit. She specialized in the drug and alcohol unit, but I think as a registered nurse, she at least they can, I, they can kind of train you in whatever. 
I think so. Aspect I mean, I remember her. I don't know. She went to, she did, uh, so she went to school a little bit later. I, I remember when she was going to night school to become a nurse. And she did her uh, ER uh, rounds, I guess, or, you know, when, when they're in school. And she came home and she was like, I will never work in the ER. She was <laughs> wow. like, no, thank you. Yeah. She went the route where there was like, no, uh, she didn't have to do needles or IVs. There was no <laughs> blood really involved. It was really, you know. That's psych- like a low-stress nurse. It was psychological. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, trust me, there were. Oh, the other some, side, okay, yeah. Yeah, there were some times where she needed to call for help. Because, oh, really? Well, she was dealing with, you know, drug and alcohol, withdrawal, things like that. Uh, right. So. Do ner- nurses like doctors, I mean, doctors, you have to do your time in the ER, right? I think or, that's part of the deal, right? Uh, I don't know. From Again, I judge from porn movies. No, no, judging from, from TV movies, shows. it seems that they have to do their their time in, like, the ICU or something of that nature, right? What, nurses? Well, in the ER. Or the uh, ER or, yeah. or, or well, in, yeah, the, no, yeah, in the yeah. gift shop? Yeah, no, no, no. My mom had to do all of that when she was in school. She had, at least, um, I remember her being, like, it would be a few weeks you know, in the ER, a few weeks at labor and delivery, you know, wherever that she went to different units. All right. Let me go to, uh, we got calls coming in. Nurses, enlighten us, please. I'm going to go to uh, Kim, who is a nurse. Uh, hi, Kim. Happy National Nurses Day, by the way. Hi. Thank you. So, yeah. So, I worked, started working as a nurse on um, a tele, like a telemetry, excuse me, floor, which is basically like cardiac. Um, so, it's patients who might come in for any number of things. They might have surgery on their leg, but they have a history of some type of cardiac issue. So we okay. need to keep them on monitor. Yeah. Um, so, but then I did that for two and a half years. I worked nights at Bryn Mawr. I loved it, but I just couldn't do nights. So now I work in family medicine in Exton. Um, and so that's a totally different thing. But basically, if you're a nurse, you can, can once you get your RN, like Kathy was saying, you can pretty much do whatever you want. You just have to move to that specialty, and you obviously go through, like, kind of an orientation period. Okay. Because, um, like, I could never right now go be a nurse in, like, labor and delivery. I have no idea other than the little bit of training I had in nursing school Right. Um, to do that. So it's, it's really awesome. You can really kind of change it up so you don't if you get bored. You can kind of be like, you know, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. I kind of want to try something else. No kidding. And so they, then at that point, you decide you want to go in a different expertise, a different area of nursing. Um, is it hard to get on board from the ground up? Because then you have to be trained. So I feel, my experience is going back, like in the hospital, you know, especially right now, there's a huge, was a huge turnover with COVID and, and things like that. Right. They will take you. I mean, and like, if you, you know, if you've had some experience, especially, they definitely, I mean, the basis of nursing is kind of the same. When you get into the specialties like pediatric, you know, there's a lot to do with the different measurements and things like that because everything is based off of weight. Okay. Um, but, you know, as a tele-nurse, I mean, I, I would be on a telemetry floor and I might go up to step down, which is like the next level down from ICU. And I might get pulled to ICU. I'm too and, stupid you know, to understand that. I, I, yeah. hey, God bless you. Kim, where's the, most, <laughs> where's the most money to be made in the world of nursing? So a CRNA or a nurse practitioner. So a CRNA is a nurse anesthetist, like I think Casey mentioned earlier. That would basically be you are you can put people, you know, sedate people, okay. um, and that you need to have critical care, which would be like ICU experience, okay. and then go to school after um, you've done like maybe two or three years in critical care, and then you can get certified to do that, and that you make big bucks doing that, and then what you should because it's like crazy, and then. Um, nurse practitioner, that would be basically like they can work. I work with a great nurse practitioner at work. They can work in family med. They can specialize in cardiology, anything And they, they can want. pretty much do anything doctors do, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So a nurse practitioner now, I believe in Pennsylvania, they don't, it used to be that like you would have to, like Dr. Mike would have to be over. Oh, we lost her. Back up after you said Dr. Mike, we lost you. What what were you saying? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I said, like, it used to be that, like, you would have to have someone like Dr. Mike to practice under. Right. Um, but now you, there's so much autonomy. I mean, people call all the time at work. I'm like, I, you know, well, can the nurse practitioner do? I'm like, they, pretty, they do everything that a doctor would do. They can prescribe all the medications. They And honestly, I mean, I love doctors. Don't get me wrong. All my friends are. But nurse practitioners, I love them just because. They see both sides because some doctors can have a little rough bedside manner. They're just not used to that. No, yeah. that that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. something that that's a point that's made in the movie. Impressive. I uh, uh, we've mentioned this movie a lot. It's called The Doctor, and yeah. it's 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 and they make that point too. There's you if if you're so removed that you lose your skill to communicate and understand what the patient's going through, and they they have a great scene in The Doctor where they have the doctors actually get into the beds and have to deal with all the stuff that's going on, and it's a real eye-opening experience. So, And that's why yeah. the nurses are such a such an, an incredible conduit because you guys are seeing it all the time, the real visceral effects. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, I love nursing. It's, it's so great. I mean, I have to speak to that. Like, I've definitely been in the room with patients, and the doctor comes in, and the patient was being, like, so grumpy to you, and the doctor tells them all this stuff, and... The doctor's like, oh, you get it? They're like, oh, yeah, totally. And then they leave the room. I'm like, do you know what the doctor said to you? And they're like, no. Can you re-explain it? <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Because you, you, you get intimidated. That's why Dr. Mike is, is you know, such a such a yeah, wonderful, he, he explains. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seems like really end up with some doctor. I mean, and they see tons of patients. They have to make their rounds through the whole hospital and get yeah. everyone that's on their list. So, I mean, I understand. Why do you think, uh, um, uh, Kim, we haven't seen, like, we have the food trucks in the city. Why not, like, nurse trucks popping up? <laughs> so, you know, we can work free of the you constraints know, of a hospital. Um, Honestly, at the beginning of COVID, when everything was so up in the air and they were talking about all these, like, pop-up clinics and things, I mean, that was kind of, like, one of the thoughts that they were going to have. But luckily, you know, we never got to that point or anything like that. But Remember that big cruise ship that pulled into New York? That's right. uh, They they didn't use it. Yeah. 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 Uh, There was, like, a huge discussion, um, you know, who, who I worked with that, you know, there might be a chance. I mean, I haven't worked on the floor. I mean, I think I would be fine, but I haven't worked on the floor in a few years. So there was kind of a discussion, like, you might get pulled back to the hospital. Well, you know, one of the sad things is with all of this stuff going on and all the – a lot of hospitals cut staff. And, you, you know, a lot of oh, – yeah. and, and so now – uh, as things start to come back online and people are going back in for the things that they were not doing during this whole pandemic, um, there's going to be a need for these nurses again. So hopefully that'll oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, it result in more employment. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Kim. We appreciate the call. All right. Yeah. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Uh, informative. Yeah. There's a text. Very informative. Text that came in and says, uh, I'm a doctor and I'm so glad you guys brought this up. Nurses are saints and I'm so thankful for them every single day. Which is really it's cool. nice to say. Say they're loved, and you know how we celebrated coffee from Duncan. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Uh, I want to go to this call. This sounds interesting. I got Frankie, who's a nurse at a senior citizen's home. Hi, Frankie. Good morning. Hey, first time, long time. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, Frankie. So you so you work at a uh, a senior care center. So uh, we've got a call about it. Uh, we can't. We can't oh, understand. We can. Is it? Can't hear you at all. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Sorry. That's okay. I, the phone is a little bit away from my face. My fault. Okay. Um, so uh, we get a call that an old man uh, can't urinate. Oh, 
So, okay, not a problem. You know, happens all the time when they're older. But then as the week's progressing, we're getting 20 men who can't urinate. Okay, this is odd. And the number is starting to rise. So none of them really want to talk about what happened or why or anything. Turns out that one of their grandsons was making um, pretty much counterfeit Viagra. Oh, my God. Was chopping Viagra up, mixing it with who knows what else. Oh my God. Forming it into pills. And one of the old men was going around going, I don't think I can say the word gay for a penis. Right. But um, I'm selling D pills. <laughs> so he was going to old men going, hey, I got these D pills. Oh, and they were mm. taking them. And it was having that adverse effect where they couldn't urinate. And we couldn't figure it out forever. So me and a bunch <laughs> of nurses were just staring at senior citizen um, junk, trying to figure out why they couldn't so- urinate. Frankie, and, were you, uh, yeah. were you, you were surrounded by, like, very old dudes with boners. Yeah. 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 Well, some of them didn't even get boners. They were just kind of <laughs> half there, and, uh. they and they couldn't pee. So, yeah. But um, that old man and his grandson went to jail for it. You were oh, selling wow. counterfeit No drugs. kidding. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, you, you're, you're selling illegal? <laughs> yes. Frankie, that's a great story. That's hilarious. I love it. Wow. I love it. That's a big issue, you know, in like Thanks, the retirement man. homes and stuff like that. The ED drugs, really. Uh, the, the amount of, you know, like like well, prior to all this, the, like things like syphilis and social oh, diseases okay, were yeah, skyrocketing. Yeah. I, I thought, thought you meant a problem with the medication. No, 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 right. no. Uh, let me go to. Hang on here. Hi, Sam. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Ed. Hey. Good morning. It. What's up, <laughs> Sam? Hey, man. I'm a construction worker, and. Uh, during my tenure as a construction worker for about two years, I worked in a nursing home. My experience with nurses is they are saints, absolute saints, but the crudest people on the planet. No. They, they are worse than any construction worker I've ever wow. met. Wow. So, so without being too graphic, what's some of the stuff you experienced? Um, just basically what they talk about, they're practical jokes. Okay, so... Practical jokes is I worked in a nursing home. Old people, they have a tendency to die. Yes. Laws and stuff like that. It's true. So me being the new kid there, um, working, fixing things and stuff, they would have a bad habit of sending me into rooms where there was a dead person laying in bed mm-hmm. to fix closet doors or toilets. <sighs> and Dude, I would walk in and, on. hey, good morning. I'm here to fix your, uh, <laughs> your closet door or your toilet, blah, blah, blah. No answer. It's a oh, stiff. Okay, hey, good morning. I'm here to fix it. I turn around and there is a dead person laying in bed. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay. And they were doing that to you on purpose, Sam? On pur- on purpose. And like a four or five of them outside the room giggling. <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's terrible. terrible. That's absolutely horrible. It's horrible, but I mean Yeah. It, but but yeah, I know. I know they got you. Oh, yes, man. More than, more than Sam, once. we think we have a perfect girl for you. She's in room 11. Yeah. Wow. Very quiet. She's quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> but oh my, my mother-in-law is a nurse. My cousin's a nurse. They're saints, man. God bless them. Wow. Hey, All right. Thanks, Sam. Sam, there's a sure thing in room number eight. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Uh, I will go next to Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. Hi. Hi, Megan. You're a nurse. Yes, oh, I am. How long have you been uh, working in that field? I've been a nurse for about 10 years now. Okay. And what type of nursing do you do? So I started in the emergency room, small community hospital, and um, I wanted to do something a little different. I met my husband. He was a flight nurse, so I decided to get into 
um, transport. So I worked at Children's Hospital. We picked up the itty-bitty little babies who were born at the outside hospital. Wow. Either drove them or flew them um, back to CHOP to be taken care of. Um, I've done fixed-wing flight, and now, right now, I work in the intensive care unit, and I work on the paramedic truck, actually. Wow. That's awesome. Megan, let me ask you something. Is there still so, obviously, from, like, you know, meet the parents and all that stuff, and, you know, with uh, Fokker and and his his whole thing, he was a male nurse, is, is that still a thing where there's a little bit of, like, snickering about that or do because i've had male nurses who have been fantastic as well when i've you know been in uh it was in the hospital a couple times and and uh but is it is it still sort of a thing where there's sort of a you know uh, people like oh you're a male nurse so a little bit but um my husband's a male nurse he actually has his dnp which is like the doctoral equivalent right of nursing. right and i mean he was in the army i was in the army you joke about stuff like that. You have to have a good sense of humor. They'll joke about themselves being male nurses. Oh, okay. They will, they'll be like, oh, you know, just one of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just, you know, the, and because we all experience great things, beautiful things like childbirth. Yeah. Somebody getting well after being sick for so long. And then we see the really sad and tragic things where a baby's born and doesn't make it or an older person dies or someone gets sick suddenly and they just pass away. You know, we have to kind of have this like loving relationship. And like the construction worker said, we have a terrible sense of humor. (laughs) And some people take that, take offense to it. They think that we're uh, we're not taking anything seriously. And, I mean, if you knew half of the things that I've seen in my life, you would wonder how I'm not sitting in a corner rocking back and forth. Sure. I, I was, you, you have to joke about it. You have to. Yes. Yeah, I was going yes. um, to ask how, how, how you deal with the, you know, the, the tragedy that you see, especially when it comes to children around uh, CHOP, because, listen, they do a lot of great things, but, it you know, listen, things happen and, and people die and children will die from time to time. It's got to be terrible. And so you need a coping mechanism, I would imagine. You do. You do. And it's not good to pick up drinking, although I can promise you there's many of my coworkers <laughs> that go home and I'm having a margarita today. It was a terrible day. That's mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, um, it, it's called It's called gallows <laughs> humor. And it's and it's and it's it's the it's whole purpose is to help you get through that. You know, uh, and my my both my brothers are, are you know my, have done law enforcement. My, my older brother's retired, but my my younger brother, uh, the stuff that he sees and the stuff that he responds to, you know, you, he it's the same sort of thing. You that's a release, and people outside of it might not understand it, but when you're seeing it, you, you as you said, the alternative is to become you know addicted to something or something to to uh, numb the pain that you're seeing, and so Absolutely. you joke, and I think that's probably a more you productive do. valve. Probably. Yeah. Some people on the outside don't see it that way, but that's why we try to have some inside jokes that just we understand so that patients, families don't get offended by Sure. Like right. That. You have to have some decorum about it. You're not right. like, you yeah. know, nudging the patient next to him. Hey, did you see that kid died? Yeah. Number five it was hilarious. Right, right. Uh, yeah. You, know, you don't put a whoopee cushion under it's, a corpse. Right. It's much more tactful than that. Right, right, right. right. tactful than that. Yeah. But, yeah, put... it's definitely, it's a versatile profession. I love it. I don't think I would do anything else if I had the choice. That's awesome. Hey, how long uh, is nursing school? If you, if you go, if, if you don't drag it out, how long is it? does it last? 
So it depends. There's LPNs, there's RNs, there's bachelors, then there's your master's and your doctorate. Um, if you go straight into a bachelor's degree program, it's four years. Okay. If you do an LPN program, they're usually about a year, and it's a certificate program. Um, the RN is the associates, and it's about two years. Um, so if you go full-time, it's it, for your bachelor's, minimum is four years. Okay. And then usually a master's and a doctorate take two years apiece. About. Okay. Meg, um, are your um, uh, work days like 12 hours long? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Sometimes more. Yesterday, I actually worked an 18. Oh. <laughs> so do you so, love it when people say, well, you only work three days a week? Yeah, I do, because I don't. I, I, you know what? I'll be honest. I don't know any nurse that works just one job. We all have two or maybe three. Like, I work on um, the medic truck and the transport truck for uh, a hospital in South Jersey. I also work in an ICU in Camden. Mm-hmm. And then I teach uh, the LPN program um, wow. for Rowan. So. I don't work just one job. None of us do. Eighteen, an eighteen-hour shift. What? Uh, do you get any breaks in there? You have to have some breaks, right? Um, you have to make your own breaks on the on the the transport trucks. It's a lot easier because between driving to and from hospitals to pick up or drop off patients, when you don't have a patient in the back, right. it's kind of your break time. Okay. Um, so you know, it, unless you're getting, unless you're dropping off and picking up at the same hospital, then it's it's not really an issue as far as breaks are concerned. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. All right. Thank you, Maria. Appreciate it. Even, uh, no problem. We didn't even tap into, like, what this past year has been like with COVID. My buddy's a nurse, uh, Crozier, and I was talking to him, and, like, the amount of gear that he had to wear. Yeah. You know, it was just insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. it was like, a, you know, virtual hazmat suits. Yep. Press, you asked her about her breaks and if she had some sort of break. I remember my mom. So my mom always worked with her best friend. The two of them always <laughs> had nursing jobs together. And when they were in the mental health unit at one of the hospitals, they worked overnight. And they weren't supposed to sleep. Like, they could take a break, but they right. weren't supposed to sleep. So they had a somehow got a hold of a cot and would put it in a room. And then they would hide the cot when they would leave so that the supervisors <laughs> wouldn't know that they were sleeping overnight. Right. That's great. And they would just take shifts. And one of them would be awake and the other one would take a nap. You couldn't, like, go. Uh, just slide into bed with one of the patients. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Maria because she's been on hold for a while. Hi, Maria. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, wonderful. Happy uh, National Nurses Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. What uh, What type of nurse are you? I am a pediatric trach vent nurse. Trach vent nurse for pediatrics. Yes. Okay, so you're yes. helping with airways, getting people to breathe. I do. I do. You know, um, I've I've dabbled in that myself, uh, or at least I've seen things about. Steve's it. always wanted to perform, perform a tracheotomy, tracheotomy <laughs> but an emergency tracheotomy with uh, tools laying like around, a, like a big pen, right? <laughs> yeah, are basically yeah, kindred spirits. Yeah, yeah. Do that. yeah, but so you 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 actually do it. So uh, so I do. so what 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 is your day? What is your normal situation like? Oh my gosh! Okay, I work anywhere from eight to thirteen hours a day. I work six days a week most of the time. Um, there's always a child coming home who needs care or one that's already home that needs care. I work one-on-one with these children, um, and they do get better. I've, I've worked with children that do get better, and I've worked some that will be the same probably for a really long time. Well, let me ask you, Maria, how, how often is a, uh, is a is a trach employed, and, and what is it employed for most commonly? 
A tracheotomy is used for children who have soft airways. They're collapsible, so they put a trach in that holds their airway open, and it gives them additional um, oxygenation and support. Okay. Um, and so I take care of all of those things, the ventilators, the suction machines, the pulse socks, you name it. Wow. For every trach bent child, there are like 5,000 cables and tubes. Jesus. Well, well, God bless you for what you yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. That's great work, Thank Maria. Thank you so much. Thank I you. work in a great office, and my daughter is a nurse, and I know she's listening. <laughs> well, what, what office? And if you want to say hi to her, go ahead. Beata Pediatrics, huh. and her name is Sarah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, both you and Sarah. We appreciate thank it, Maria. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Day, you too. All right. I have time for one more call, and I wanted to go to this because Michelle here, a hospice nurse, says there was actually a documentary done about her. Hi, Michelle. Hi. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Gadzooks. Uh, Gadzooks. There's a doc about you? There is about me and my team. So um, aside from being a nurse, I'm also a movie lover with horror movies being my favorite genre. <laughs> but there and- you go, man. I love that. <laughs> So I had the pleasure of working with director Sean Cunningham at a horror convention in Toronto. Sean Cunningham, um, just to jump in here, is the director of Friday the 13th. That is correct. Yeah. Um, And so we got to talking uh, when I first met him about what I do in my real job, quote unquote, and I told him that I was a hospice nurse. Um, And I learned that um, there had been a recent loss in his family, and that sort of opened up this caveat of conversation between us about, you know, why I chose that particular profession and, you know, how we do what we do in that in that specialty. Um, And so, you know, I had this opportunity to sort of share some stories and he picked my brain a little bit. And I said, you know, we don't really talk about that enough um, in public. We don't talk about it on television. It's something really beautiful that people don't understand, and it's a specialty that I think is underutilized because, you know, we sort of don't talk about the things that we fear, Mm -hmm. and death is one of those topics. Um, So he called me, you know, a little bit after that and said, you know, I haven't stopped thinking about what you said, and I think you're right. What do you say we make a movie together? Wow. That's so cool. Uh, It is super cool. We're looking it up. It's called The Nurse with the Purple Hair. That is correct. And that's you. That's me. And you're wearing a hockey mask. (laughs) No, this is cool. Yeah, this is awesome. And we were watching with Sean Cunningham and the whole thing. Wow. When did this uh, come out, Michelle? Um, we premiered it in 2017, okay. um, and it's you know it's really special. I, I think of it as a serendipitous marriage of both of our passions. And, yes. Uh, Sean We're... spent some time talking about you know his um, connection to death on film and my connection to death in real life, and it's just a really special piece. Michelle, where do you work? So I currently work um, at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital in outpatient oncology, and I also work at Vitas Hospice. And where, that's where you were when the documentary was shot. Uh, no, I worked at um, Penn Hospice at Rittenhouse at the time. Okay. Okay, right. Michelle, your favorite horror film of all time? Oh, man. I mean, can I not say Friday the 13th? I not say <laughs> yeah, I guess we, okay. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I guess mean, I'd you understand. Know, you know, me and Jason, now we're linked forever. That's right. <laughs> so, Michelle, when this, when this, what has this documentary done for you? Has it, uh, has it created a, you know, a, a peek into your world, obviously, but has it opened up any avenues for you? I think it's really opened up this wonderful platform um, to really shed light on all of the work that we do in that specialty and to really acknowledge it as such, Um, you know, to bring these conversations uh, to the forefront and, you know, sort of demystify things and debunk the fears around it. 
um, has been something really, really special. Very nice. I, Michelle could be a Not Your Average listener. Yes, absolutely. A documentary yeah. done about her. I really want to see this, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, you know, hospice care, where all nurses are special, but there is something really incredible about anybody that works in hospice care and uh, your grip on the reality that we're all facing at some point, that we're all going to die, is um, it's a healthy way to look at life. Yeah, and you know, something to remember is that people who are dying are very much alive until they die. That's right. You know? That's um, right. Yes. You know? uh, that's Michelle, something people don't think about. Michelle, where can we find the documentary? So the documentary is available on Amazon, or you can go to our website, which is www.thenursewiththepurplehair.com. Okay, is it streaming anywhere, or do you have to purchase it? Uh, you can stream it right on our website. On oh. your website. All right. Yeah. Excellent. The Nurse with the Purple Hair. Very cool story, Michelle. Happy uh, National Nurses Day to you. Thank you so very much. Excellent. There All you right. go. How about wow, that, huh? That's very cool, the man. The nurse who took care of Jason Borges. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, listen, we got to take care of you. We need to take a break and come back in a moment, and we got to get you close to winning, uh, or hopefully get you to win $500 with our Preston and Steve money clip, and we have the Bizarre File on the way, and we have a few other things for you to win today. I'll tell you about those when we get back. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. No, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Thanks, oh, my God! Now, here's your money clip keyword. The word is like. L-I-K-E. It's an easy one, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number. Which is 45911. Or, if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley. So make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Hyundai City. So let me give you that word again. It's like, L-I-K. K-E. Enter it now and good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. And you can visit mulchthis.com. For details. Oh, Kathy, you're going to love this story. Okay. 
Several employees of a pharmaceutical company have been arrested in Indonesia for allegedly washing and reselling used COVID nasal swab test kits. (laughs) I thought of you immediately when I saw this story. Up to 9,000 passengers at an airport in Medan may have been tested with reused swab sticks, according to police. God, that's awful. Uh, state-owned hey, company look, you got a loogie on this one. Uh, state-owned company Camilla uh, Pharma is now reportedly facing a potential lawsuit launched on behalf of the travelers. COVID nasal swab testing has become routine in many countries hit by the global pandemic. Police said that they believed the scam had been happening since last December at uh, Kuala-Lanamu Airport in Medan, North Sumatra. Are they at least cheaper? Passengers are required to have a negative test if they want to fly, and the airport offers the option of getting the swabs done on site. Airport authorities used uh, antigen rapid test kits supplied by uh, Kimia Pharma. Following the complaints from passengers that they had received false positive test results, police sent an undercover officer to pose as a passenger last week. When the he was swabbed and received a positive test result, other officers swooped in and raided the test site where they found they had used test they had used test kits that had been recycled. Jeez! Last week, five uh, Kimia Pharma employees, including the company's uh, Medan manager, were arrested. The suspects were accused of breaking health and consumer laws by washing nasal swab sticks and repackaging them for sale. What's worse, pre-used nasal or pre-used anal? Oh. Because they do have anal swabs. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the nasal for yeah. some reason. Uh, local media said authorities have compiled reports from 23 witnesses and are investigating whether the profit uh, if they if the profit from the scam was Jeez. used to fund the construction of a lavish house for one of the suspects. Oh, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Hey, got a great house out of it. Mm-hmm. A Barnesville, Minnesota woman is accused of disrupting the graveside funeral services of her ex boyfriend. And recklessly driving an SUV through a Fargo cemetery. Uh, Blair Witten faces one count of misdemeanor reckless endangerment stemming from an incident on Saturday at Riverside Cemetery. Several members of the public flagged down officers and said that a vehicle had been driving over grave sites and trying to run people over. Whee! That's what I get to do! An officer detained a female driver on the north side of the cemetery. She later identifies herself as Witten. Witten told police that she had shown up for her ex-boyfriend's funeral and was sitting in the car at the cemetery when people approached her vehicle. Uh, she told police that she thought the people would hurt her, so she drove off, being careful not to hit anything. That's very conscientious of her. The father of the deceased told police he witnessed Witten, who he said was not wanted at the funeral, driving an SUV at high speeds across the cemetery. Another witness told police that he was approach he was approaching Witten's parked vehicle after the barrel to ask her to leave when Witten accelerated toward him, causing him to jump out of the way. The witness said Witten was not welcome at the funeral because she had made harassing posts on social media about her ex-boyfriend's death. So she's just a lovely gal. We don't want you here. <laughs> uh, Witten was arrested and taken to the county jail. Uh, a woman was found alive in Diamond Fork Canyon in Utah on Monday after she was reported missing for five months. Jesus! On November 25th, officials found a car in the parking lot of a campground. Along with the car, officials found camping equipment and information that led them to identify the person who was camping there. The search of the area was then performed by Utah County Sheriff's Office, uh, detectives and search and rescue team, but no one was found. Police had telephone information that led investigators to believe that she could be in Colorado. Uh, then they then impounded the woman's car 
and camping equipment, and they believed that uh, they also, uh, I'm sorry, as they believed that they were abandoned. But over the next several months, they attempted to identify and contact the woman's family, but they were unsuccessful. Deputies then contacted the woman's co-workers and received information that suggested struggle with mental health. Mm. And on Thursday, May 2nd, a sergeant returned to Diamond Fork with a aerial search organization in an attempt to find evidence that suggested the woman still might be in the area. So they deployed a drone to search for evidence. The drone crashed. The drone pilot then set out a search for the drone. As they searched for the drone, the sergeant and the drone pilot spotted a tent nearby. And at that moment, the zipper of the tent opened and the 47-year-old woman who had been missing since November appeared. The woman had willingly chosen to remain in the area since November of 2020. So she went off the grid. Yeah. And she was able to live on the baked beans and her flashlight. And this is out in, you know, yeah, in, in the right west, in, territory. In, in the heart of the winter. Yeah. Uh, the woman told search and rescue off- officials that she foraged for moss and grass to survive. Well, she's incredibly resourceful then. And had access to water supply via a nearby river. What was her physical condition like? Was she gaunt? You know what? I don't know. After the woman was found, deputies took her to a local hospital for mental, a mental health evaluation. Five months. In a news release, the USCSO uh, stressed that the woman did not break the law, saying, but we want to be clear that while many people might choose to not live in the circumstances and conditions this woman did, she did nothing against the law. I broke my drone. And in the future, she might choose to return to the same area. She's lucky she didn't. You, they, a lot of times, uh, water supplies out there can have a, uh, a bacteria yes. in it that can make yeah. you sick. Absolutely. So she's lucky that that didn't sick. happen. Yeah, she, she, she could have been real sick. <laughs> if I uh, was at the scene and she had water that could have made her sick. All right, and then one last story. A uh, woman faces charges after state police reported she assaulted someone with billiard balls, cue sticks, cookie sheets, and a DVD player. I keep the same stuff in my car. According to the report, 18-year-old Jamie Detweiler got involved in the physical altercation around 2.30 a.m., though the through the course of the investigation, police discovered that she caused bodily injury to the victim after throwing billiard balls at their head and then hitting them across the back with a cue stick. That should get it done. Detweiler then reportedly struck the victim in the head with a cookie sheet and a DVD player before threatening them with a loaded rifle and a knife. How much? What, what else she have? Come on! What is? Uh, are they all in like weapons racks too? Like right, the DVD players next to the billiard balls? Uh, police report that she also caused moderate damage to the victim's property. Choose your weapon. I'll go with the DVD player. Uh, Detweiler was taken into custody and placed in the county jail until her arraignment. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so you got about five minutes left to enter the word for the Preston and Steve money clip, and it is like, L-I-K-E. So make sure that you do that right now, L-I-K-E, until 15 minutes after the hour. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget your chances this morning to win tickets to the MMRBQ. We also have tickets to the Genesis show later on this year, so we don't want you to miss those opportunities. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, MMR fans, it's Tina from Buddha Babes, Philly's best children's boutique. Sure, we've been around online at buddhababes.us since 2014, 
And we have amazing social media, Instagram and Facebook, at My Buddha Babe. But have you heard? We opened our flagship store right in West Mount Airy on the corner of Emlyn and Mount Pleasant. In the store, you'll find luxury baby and toddler clothing, accessories for the home, and goods for the grown-ups, too. Join us for a sip-and-sew workshop or sign up to host your child's birthday party here. Just be sure to let us know that WMMR sent you. Next message. Hi, this is Tracy from OBE, located in Morristown, New Jersey. Are you looking for work, day shift or night shift? We're looking for you. Just go to obe.com, click on careers, and complete an application. We could be the answer to your job search. Thank you for your time. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I, real quick, before we get into anything, would like to congratulate someone, a friend of WMMR, and he celebrates his 25th anniversary today. Uh, working in his job, and we've had many, many occasions to to uh, do events with him, and, uh, and he's been a part of our lives for a long time. He's been slinging Bud Beer for 25 years. This is our friend John Dorenzi. Oh, yep. John Dorenzi uh, has been with uh, Penn Beer Sales and Services for 25 years, and he's just—he's the best guy in the world. Super nice, yeah. always with a smile, always willing to help out, help yeah. us do something. If we want to <laughs> have a prize or say go on spring training on a trip, to it, it, John is the guy that helps us out with all kinds. And of when stuff. you just need a kiss. Yes. He, yeah. He's the guy. He's, he's, he's the guy. He's gentle. He is he's the guy. Yeah. Gent- what kind? He'll even Lips, shave that. forehead, what do you want? He'll yep. shave that upper lip for you. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So it's not all- uh, he also is a very charitable guy as well. He has um, uh, sponsored the Team WMMR Rock and Rollers for the Bend to the Shore for the last, for as long as I can remember. How so. about that? Yeah, he's the, the man. man. Yes. Sorry, I'm bleeding. Oh, no. What, what, what you? did you do? Wait. You got excited? Not, not did you get so excited over you? John's birthday? I'm, uh, what? Do you I'm, cut I'm yourself over John? I was going to wipe it up with a piece of paper, but Uh-oh. Casey says, not with paper. Do you bleed? <laughs> Tell me, do you bleed? You will over John Dorenzi. I'm bleeding now. Preston's <laughs> bleeding over Dorenzi. Just throw the paper away. I'm going to. Okay. What? I don't know why you were dabbing the paper. Like you were going to save it Big Tell me. Do you Dro- shut up. <laughs> Droplets of blood on No! Oh, come on, Batman. I was picking a scab. Sorry. Oh, Did you pick your scabs? <laughs> well, it, it, Kathy, it was all, you know, it, it's it's scabby? time for it to come off. It's all scabby. So. Just leave it. Let it fall Tell off naturally. Me, yeah, are it, you all scabby? I am. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> congratulations, John Drezzi. I didn't mean to interrupt that with my bleeding. My uh, my girlfriend has uh, shingles or had shingles. We were talking oh, about it. Um, it gets a fanfare. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it just... How is that, by the way? Cheryl cleared up? Well, yes, but it made me think of scabs because uh, she's all scabby. And And she won't pick them, right? Well, and she's like, it's super itchy, and it's in the process of healing. I mean, this has been like a month now or whatever, um, but press is like, she'll be sitting on the couch together or whatever, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm bleeding. Like, And it'll just 
be from scratching. But if you pick them, you it's my understanding uh, that you could leave marks. That's exactly right. right. Okay. Yeah. So like you you don't want to have scarring. You don't want. But it, but the itching drives you crazy. See the right. thing with me is, and it's the benefit of being a, a hideous looking human being. <laughs> right. I can pick them off, and it's like it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It's like adding more to a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> there like is... my cat scratch here. I picked this. It's going to leave a mark. Yeah. Of course. I don't uh-huh. care. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It oh. just adds to the mosaic that is me. Listen. There's a certain point where you should just leave the scab where it is, and then as it's healing, you are allowed to pick the scab off. My wife left the... If if you checked her foot now, she probably would still have the scab on her foot. She will not pick it. Do you have your scab on your foot? (laughs) On the top of her foot. She's like, it's just been here for like two months. I'm like, take it off. At a certain point, though, Preston, and you'll agree with this, they become so itchy. Yeah. So it drives you out of your mind, especially if you have a scab on your Foot, with the sock and the sweat and the itch and you hate it. I had this, and I still have a giant scar on my left leg. I had a scab because I slid in, in college. I slid in the third base. I was wearing shorts like an idiot. Right. And I took the entire layer of skin off. Oh, and then, gross. Kathy, it gets worse because two days later, I slid in the third base again. And, and I, there was and no I, game going on. <laughs> there was no game going on. I took that scab off again. Yeah. It gets worse because a couple of days after that, I fell off my bike when I after I had been drinking for a little bit. I ripped the scab off of that. Okay, Ugh. at this point, I mean, you could feel I could feel my heartbeat in my leg, and then it gets worse because it was late at night. My roommate was getting busy, so I decided to sleep on my friend's couch, but I didn't want to bleed all over his couch, Batman, and uh, <laughs> and so I put a paper bag over my leg. And I fell asleep, and then when I woke up, the paper bag had dried onto my leg, and I had to rip that off again. It was it was disgusting, nasty, mm-hmm. and it hurt too. It did. Okay. All right, it's been Casey's scab story. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming soon to HBO Max: the story of the scab that won't quit. So I've got more on here. I've, it's it was a long scratch. See here, Kath. Where'd you get the scratch, by the way? I, I have no idea. Cleaning out oh, the garage. What? Don't pick that. I get. Why not? Because a little scratch. Those. That, it's going to go away. It, it, it's time for it to go away. It's look. It will. Look, I Leave wasn't. It. Would you get off Leave of me? It. I have marks on my legs from hiking. Get off of me. That will never go away. And it is. It is what it is. Love me for who I am. I'm with you, Preston. Just thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. I have to do a shout out for somebody who's oh. going through a very serious time. All right. um, this is uh, this is from uh, Courtney uh, Vallejo who said, uh, I'm writing to ask a shout-out for my mom, Dawn. Uh, she was diagnosed with liver cancer last week. She's having a surgery today. Okay. I got this email yesterday All right. at HUP to remove the tumor. My mom's a huge fan of your show. Uh, she's probably listening to the scab discussion going, would you guys shut <laughs> yeah, up? Yeah. Uh, listening I have a every, tumor. Every day on her, work, uh, on her way to work at Gwetta Mercy Academy, where she's taught kindergarten for over 40 years. God. Uh, Though she'll be out of commission for a couple of weeks after her surgery, Uh, she has the MMR app on her phone and will keep up with you guys from home if you're able to give her a big old shout out. And I'd like a big one, please. Yeah, let's go. Said, I know she will love it. So if you guys could fire that up for Dawn. Good luck with your surgery, Dawn. We will be thinking of you. And then this one I have to do. I got this uh, way late. It was supposed to come out on April 27th. When people send me emails for shout-outs like a month in advance, there's a good chance I'm going to miss it. So just let you know, a couple of days ahead of time is probably your best bet. So, sort of the unspoken rule is you're going to try it. We will get 
you're very good at mentioning it, but you you can't expect for you to hit the exact date. I love it's how this, not going to happen. This email starts off, it says, a Durka-Dinga doctor to you. <laughs> Durka-Dinga doctor? Durka-Dinga doctor. Uh, it says, hey guys, Marvel so-called expert runner-up here, Chuck. And I wanted to give my baby boy, baby Stark, uh, a full-sized diaper blowout shard out for turning two. Uh, this happy-go-lucky toddler is so much fun in every way. And he deserves a juicy, wet one just for being awesome. A little early as his birthday is until the 27th of April. And Preston is so good at sharding on time, he said. Uh, and then he goes on to mention a bunch of things from the show um, that he had noticed. He said, uh, what is this? Yeah, he mentions a bunch of movies in here from a conversation we had a little while back. So here's a shard out for Baby Stark. Uh, and I guess, is his son's name Stark? Yes, I think that's the case. That's really I think he brought cool. that up when we were doing the, the contest. We need to do one of those again. Yes, definitely want to do that. Uh, and then uh, one more quick one. Uh, it says, hey, uh, guys, this is from uh, someone named Light Yagami. Uh, it says, I would like to send a shout-out to my teacher, Anthony Darrow, who's a full-time listener. Make it extra awkward. So, make it extra awkward. You want a shard? Yeah. All right, I can do that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and there you go. Your awkward shard. Yeah, that's will. awkward, right? right? Yep, very much so. All right, uh, let me see here. Oh, yes, I saw this uh, story yesterday. You guys, I'm sure you did. Peloton recalling... About 125,000 of their treadmills. Yeah. Um, And this is like a massive, initially they weren't going to recall anything. Uh, Less than a month after they were, it comes after they were denying that they were dangers and saying that it would not pull them from the market, even though they were linked to the death of a child and injuries of 29 other people. Uh, And I think a lot of those were kids too and, and animals. Uh, the company said Wednesday that it will now offer full refunds for the Peloton Tread Plus treadmills, which cost more than about $4,200 per. That's a chunky Whoa. price for a freaking treadmill. Well, why? is Does it look much it's different? Bi- it's sturdily built. Sturdy. It is. The yeah. one issue is, and it, I could see it the second I saw it when they introduced it, there is a design flaw with the back of it, which is... The back part of the tread where it loops back under the actual the, treadmill the rear is not roller. covered. The rear roller yeah. is exposed. It's exposed. Mm-hmm. Case, the price tag, though, is partly in because it's the, the TV that comes with it and right. the classes that you can do on and off of the treadmill. Yeah, okay. we bought a, a Nordic Track bike Yeah, um, with the screen and everything. It's not cheap. No, those things are not no. cheap. They're, they're, like you said, they're sturdily built. They're going to they, they're stand the test of time. If you want, especially exercise equipment, you can't get rickety exercise equipment. It won't handle the punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. So you got to get solid stuff, and you got to pay top dollar, or else you're gonna get, and going to end up buying something new, and maybe end up paying more than you would have had you not bought a quality piece of of equipment. And that's always the case with exercise yeah. equipment. That's right? it. So anyhow, they're also going to stop selling these. Like they're not going to. Oh wow. That design is done. Oh, yeah, done. Yeah. They're, they're wow. finished. So the they're, recall. They're almost- they're also offering if so. I think you can get the refund, right? But if you want to keep it, they'll they will send somebody to your house to move it to a different room, like mm-hmm. away from uh, pets and children and whatever. Like they're they're really trying to make good on this. Yeah, they have to because uh, they uh, the CEO had initially said that um, 
There was no intention of recalling the trend mills. Uh, he had he basically said, "There's, you know, you need to be careful around it, but we're not going to recall this." And they completely flipped, and he said he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that, it, and and their their shares dropped fourteen percent after the recall was announced. Well, by the way, um, they also just experienced an explosion, the best year for Peloton ever during the pandemic right. because people started buying yep. exercise devices for home. Right. So their numbers were great. This is obviously a hit. Obviously, sadly, someone lost their life. But I, I think at this point, it sounds like they're trying to make right on all this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The back orders on that, like during the pandemic, people yeah. getting the bike and the treadmill, I mean, it was months. It was the same thing with the concept uh, rower. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with that yeah. as well. It's very um, popular. I have a treadmill. I had it for a while. Uh, actually, I haven't had it set up for a while, but um, do you guys have a treadmill? I do, uh, and I love my treadmill. Right, it's actually, so- it's actually, I have had a treadmill forever. Now I do the hiking, but when you know I, I can't go out and do that, yeah, I do the treadmill. So the um, well, I was going to ask, does yours? Because mine has a kill switch on it, essentially. Yes, like, yeah, you, you, essentially- you put it on your shirt. Yeah, and if you if you fall back, it, mm-hmm. it, it unplugs it. Right. Yes. So um, those are quite common. In fact, case who was it? Was it Mike Tyson? It was Mike Tyson. Mike yeah. Tyson's daughter died with the, I believe it was the string to that, that device, the kill switch or whatever it was, got caught around her neck wow. and she got killed, a little, little girl. So oh. you got to watch out with the treadmills. That's why whenever I've had events or peop, uh, parties over at the house, I unplug all the, I unplug the equipment. Yeah. I have a universal in in the uh, in the in the basement. I put stuff around it and I say, do not go near this yeah. because, you know, there are many ways to injure yourself on treadmills, exercise equipment, exercise bikes, you know, and you get you, you get distracted and you can get hurt. When I was a, a kid, we had uh, belonged to a, a country club and uh, privilege, and they had a weight room, and the weight room always had that sign in front that said "No one under eighteen allowed." In yeah, there. and I never knew why. I never understood why would you let us go in there and do this? Stuff? Yeah, because. You can, you can get killed. hurt yourself oh, yeah. really yeah. bad yeah. around exercise equipment if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, and even if you do know what you're doing, sometimes. Seen, oh, my God. There's, uh, there's You can get footage of people making horror. I see people working out these videos of people who have no idea how to use the equipment. Oh, my God. It's it's, it's a wonder that they're not quadriplegic. There by are the some end of hilarious yeah. videos of people doing it wrong uh-huh. in, the ex- in, the, in the weight room. There's an Instagram account. It's old people at the gym. And it's like... <laughs> Elderly people trying to do workouts with these machines. It's great. Um, But a trainer of mine, you you talk about people not experienced at the gym, but it was a trainer of mine. So she was experienced at the gym and she was like a a crazy runner and she um, would run on the treadmill and she was trying to get her speed up and she had it like all the way up and she was trying to get to like however many minutes and she, her legs just gave out and she went flying off of it. Man, now that now that can be bad, but it can be very. Funny oh my god! Yes, somebody gets th- ejected off against the wall. I think the funniest, uh, uh, funniest home videos <laughs> that I've ever seen was a guy on. He got a brand new treadmill for Christmas, and he's on it. And as he's running on it, it just starts to. He trips. It starts to disintegrate, and just it's a cheap one. It's and that's cheap. The, that's yes. why you got to get yeah. the, the the good quality stuff. Uh, but I, I love watching people fall off treadmills. So they sell treadmills, Kathy, like for the people who are going to want to do that. And athletes, case you've seen, like for the uh, we're running that video you're talking about right here in the studio. Oh, man. Uh, but pre- uh, but uh, case, and if you see the base of it where you're running on, the tread is, is uh, arced. Yes. So that you can do a full, full run. <laughs> 
But no I way. mean, no you've got to do that with someone standing there. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! You can't touch any buttons when you're running at a clip like that. Yeah, you yeah. need a spotter or something yeah. like or that. Or just yeah. one little trip up where when you're out legitimately running is going to be a little inconvenience. But you wipe out on one of those things. Yeah. And you're in you're in a world of hurt. You you can be in a world of hurt, and you'll end up on America's Funny Home Videos. Yeah, and <laughs> you don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Uh, so yeah, they're going to recall all of these. Have you ever had anything that was recalled that you had to return, or no. that they were they, that they took back? No, no. You know what we did as far as um, as far as buying exercise equipment goes. We we have a uh, a pre core uh, elliptical machine. Yeah, we bought that. God, not long after we moved into the current house room, which was around 2005. And it has no signs of slowing down. And I mean, we put thousands of miles on this yeah. thing. And we bought it used from yeah. from a, a, a gym a gi- that was repurposing. Them. I think that's a great resource for people who are looking for exercise equipment. You, you, here's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> if you get, the if you get like, in the back of a Sears catalog, no. Yep. Go to where the gyms buy their stuff. Yep. Yeah. And that's the equipment you want to get. The stuff that's designed for that wear and tear. And Preston, as you said, the initial investment's going to be more. But instead of buying four of them in the course that yep. you have the one, you'll have one that'll be little, probably last longer and be safer. I think we got it for $1,200. There you okay. go. And we have had it. I mean, God, has it been paid for and then some right. over the years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, make sure it's something you, you will be committed to. Yes. Because you don't want to buy that, you know... That expensive piece of equipment that sits there and nothing gets done. With it's it. probably a good idea to bring some yeah. of your laundry when you go to buy it. Yes, see it how it hangs. Yes, yes, yes. That's where it will eventually good. be. Well, with that said, it's also not a bad <laughs> idea. So your these concept rowers, those were were, uh, were and are all the rage. The Peloton. You guys are familiar with those, right? The con- the concept rollers that look very sleek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. is yeah. this? I'm sorry. The rowing machine. It's oh a, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Concept yeah. two is like the the name in the game right now. Right. But um, so that the Pelotons. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, for those people who thought that they were going to get some use out of it and did right. it. We, we got our rower. I was on a, I was on a wait list for, on the Concept2 website for, and my wait list was months. Yeah. And then uh, we found one on Facebook, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Did got you get a nice for, reduction? Uh, big time. Yeah. Big time. I mean, we pay, paid probably less than half price. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah, and, and it only had two, And when you sold it again, how much did you get? No, we're still no, no, using no. it, but we only used, uh, it only had 22 sessions on it. Oh, there yeah. you go. Awesome. Yeah, that's, we, we have one of those. Yeah. It's probably got 10 sessions on it. Yeah. We've had it for like seven years. Here's the deal. Not that exact one. It's a different rower machine. Rowing but. is great, but it is boring as F. Man. It is boring. Can you go, yes. to, can you go to Gary? Because yeah. this is a common thing. I've seen this happen in gyms. Yep. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get him on the line. I believe we have someone named... Hi, Gary. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, my God. Long time no talk. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up, bud? Godzilla. Godzilla hey. to you. Godzilla to you, sir. Yo. Yo, check, check this out. So, year, I mean, years ago, like, uh, I'm not going to name the name of the gym, but I just started. I signed up, right? And I'm young. Just started. I go upstairs, and I go on a treadmill. And I'm, I'm going, like, fast, you know, because I play soccer and everything. So I'm going pretty fast. And this well-endowed chick <laughs> goes, like, probably, like, it was, like, they're not lined up. They're kind of, like, you know, where you can see other people. Right. And she starts running, and her boobs are, like, going everywhere. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm, like, you know, trying to, like, focus. But I'm, like, oh, my God, my foot hits the side of the uh, oh, no. uh next to the belt yeah dude i fly and i'm going fast <laughs> it shot me off 
and there's mirrors behind me, and I cracked the mirrors behind me. Oh. Luckily, they were glued. I'm like, dude, I just left. I never went back to that gym for like two months. Oh, oh, sure, God. sure. Did she, did she run over to check on you, or was she too busy laughing? He's cracking up. I still am. Yeah, I didn't even look. I'm like, hold I let the treadmill running. You just want to die. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to put my head under the treadmill and just kill myself. Oh, my it God. It the worst. You know, and and that's a good point, Gary, by the way. Not not only, you know, you, you wipe out at home, you mess up or whatever, no face loss. You do it at the gym. Oh, my Preston. God. So I you, still live when I talk about it. All right. Man. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it, Love man. Love you guys. See you, bud. Years, wow. So I always used to go to some sort of real, like, clanky gym you know, with the the, the heavyweights and yeah. and all that stuff, and then the one gym I was at, Seaford, Long Island, um, the, Kathy, when the kettlebells first came out, <laughs> oh no, dude, dude has the two kettlebells. I and it literally looked as if he went over with the intention of grabbing two <laughs> kettlebells and throwing them behind him into oh the mirror. I mean, both released oh in. I mean, and no. so those things, are a, a pain, a, a mirror that big yeah. is expensive. Yeah. But as you walk in, what do you see there? A sign that says, you are responsible for broken mirrors. <gasps> oh, no. oh, my okay. God. Yes. Wow. I wasn't sure if the gym, you know. No, I guess, yeah. I would imagine if you have to sign some sort of membership, it probably is going to hold you responsible. Well, it also fosters being careful, yeah. you know, if you know you're responsible for that cost. <laughs> Man. It was hilarious. Man, oh, man. Uh, they were saying in this Peloton case, um, it had received 72 reports of adults, kids, pets, or other items, such as exercise balls being pulled under the rear of that treadmill. So if an exercise uh-huh. ball got under there, that would launch that whole thing up in Absolutely. the air, Absolutely. My cat loves to sit on the treadmill if it's running slow. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll put it on, and he'll just sit there. This is Hubert, our, our newest cat. He's he's an old guy, but he just he slides down the thing and then <laughs> gets, gets up to the other side, gets up, slides down. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, of the reports, uh, twenty nine were of children. So yeah, they, they yeah. said earlier twenty nine. That was all just kids. Well, you know what? The, uh, who the, suffered injuries, including broken bones and cuts, and the one child uh, who was six years old died. That was horrible. The back of the, this particular treadmill sits up a little bit higher than most of your other treadmills as mm. well, so it's easy to get caught under it. Yeah, uh, I will go next to Brian. Good morning, Brian. You know what today is. What? 363 days till Ann Gorski's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Now we got to celebrate this every year. Brian. Yeah, we do. That's outstanding. Thank you. <laughs> um, so about five years ago, I'm running on the treadmill at uh, the gym, and my dad walks in, and we were about to play basketball afterwards. So he's going down grab his basketball shoes so he throws me the basketball while i'm running well i stop to catch the basketball oh. and i get shot off the back of the the uh, uh treadmill right to the water cooler oh and my the water God. cooler dumped all over me so you just out of instinct you plant your feet to catch the ball yeah. and, and you're on yeah, a moving is- treadmill and this is why I no longer do cardio. Oh my God! <laughs> there are people. Right, have a good one. We'll see him. You you do have to, and and it's one of the things that's going to make you the most embarrassed at a gym. And 
when you start off, first off, a lot of the treadmills are, the way they're designed are just not intuitive. And you're seeing things like, what what is this? What is that? Uh, but uh, I've seen more embarrassing things occur on the treadmill. People falling down. Is this the other guy who, who broke the mirror? You catch the side of it. Your hands slip. And that's it. You're taking a tumble. And also, I don't think you're, if, if you're new to it, you're, you're not sure of what your pace should be. No. And what you can handle. And so... Uh, you, you probably are overextending yourself and can really mess up, like not realizing I'm running out of steam and you're shot Absolutely. off the back of it. Yeah. You know? I had somebody walk on the back of my treadmill. She wasn't thinking. What? And she was trying to. We were in a, cla- a treadmill class, so we were all lined up and you would run, you know, next to each other. Well, the one on the left-hand side of me was open and hers was not working properly. She was on the right-hand side of me and she just wasn't thinking and she walked across the oh, back of it. No. And I was oh. fine. I just kept running. And I was like, what just happened to her? And she got up and she was so embarrassed. So, Kathy, she was sideways then. Yes. Yeah, like walking she, across. So, like, her, she stepped with one foot oh, and it just no. whipped out from under her. Like, if you if you did it going forwards, you might have a chance. You you could catch your balance. Right. Yeah. Maybe catch your sideways. No. no chance in no. hell. And she got up and she was like, I don't even know what I was thinking. She goes, I just had, like, you need to get on that treadmill instead of this one in my mind. And that was I just walk across hers. I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dave. Good morning to you, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Like so um, I was going, getting ready to go through a divorce. And um, the gym I was at, my soon-to-be ex decided she was going to join. And right outside the free weight area by the treadmills and ellipticals and everything, while she dialed her cell phone up, came to the gym, I never knew she was coming. Uh, shows the machine right outside the freeway area and started running. She's never been to the gym before. Started where well, her earbuds fell out, uh-huh. and she decided to stop midstream to pick it up. Yeah. Well, just like you see on America's Funny Videos, <laughs> she fell, hit the mat, shot into the machine behind her. Oh. So she's she's running. She forgets that the, the belt is in motion. Okay. So she leans, she stops running to reach down to grab the button and just ejects her off the back. Yep. yep. Everybody in the freeway there starts clapping. <laughs> oh, I no. stood up and said, hey, that's my soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate thanks, it, buddy. Babe. Yeah, I would. Im- I can imagine, like the guy catching the basketball, or you drop something. Your natural yeah. inclination is to stop. Sure, and-, <laughs> and and to do. So that's why you do have that that clip oh, that that kill cute. switch. Yeah. So that you know you, you should attach it to your shirt somewhere, so that when it, the second it comes taut, it pulls it out and stops the machine immediately. Yeah, oh <laughs> but a lot God. of people don't do that. No, no. All right. Well, if you own one of these, Peloton is uh, is recalling them and. There's about 125,000 of them out there, and they're not going to make them again. They're no. going to take them back. You get a, I believe you get a full refund. Yeah. I wonder full if they're going to re- release a, a new model, I, or are they? They'd have to, yeah, right? Right. Uh, I mean, I, it's if they sold 125,000 yeah. of them, there's a market there for them. Yeah. I also heard that you can um, do some sort of like trade in. So if you didn't want your full, like you didn't want the full refund, and you wanted like the bike or okay. one of the you know other items, you can do that as well. Yeah, I don't know what all they make. I've never looked at, at Peloton stuff. I'm sure they've got their hands in a few. 
few different things. Well, they're doing I think it's just it's just the bike. I the mean, bike at least and the, treadmill. The, store, and the treadmill. I went into the store and um, yes, there there was a bike, uh, a few different bike options, a few different treadmill options, and then like all the accessories that go yeah, with okay. it because they now have this TV screen that sw- uh, swivels and you can do different workouts not on the bike or treadmill. Yeah, we have that on the the Nordic track. Mm-hmm. Is um do, is, are stair steppers still a thing? Yes, I haven't been yes. at a gym yeah, in yeah. a long time. Uh, use, that's what I use when I go to the gym. Okay. All right. I like that much more than Trevor. Peloton also is, is selling their their app, which is just a yeah, uh, yeah you, so that you are uh, yeah, you can get that without the equipment, without the equipment, and you just it's your personal trainer on your um, on your phone or mm-hmm. whatever, and you subscribe to that. Nice. All right. Anyhow, uh, thanks for the calls. We appreciate it. And uh, as a thank you, how about we give away some MMR? Because hey, 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 hey. let's take caller number twenty at two one five two six three WMMR. You will be there for Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Mammoth, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen's band, Dorothy, Aaron Jones, and Jackson's Local Shots artist, Foxtrot and the Get Down, and the entire MMR staff. Let's get you on board. Caller number twenty. Now, if you don't win. Don't be upset because we have a chance to win in another way. If you're an MMR VIP, just opt in for the emails. And then tomorrow, we're going to be giving away four packs of tickets. Nice. And one grand prize winner upgraded to the pit. So you might win those if you opt in on the MMR emails as a VIP. And you can sign up to do that today and have a chance to win to, uh, tomorrow, which is wonderful. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. When we return, Caitlin Olson of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, our friend, will be joining us and getting in some other things, too. We'll be right back. Rock Breakdown with Sarah hits on the casting of Pete Davidson as Joey Ramone in the upcoming Netflix biopic and Weezer's venture into vacuums. Plus some updates to the Preston and Steve ringtone repertoire for your phone and why Brett Michaels preferred Slash over CeCe DeVille as guitarist for Poison. I just thought of something. I was about ready to uh, give the lead in for our next guest that her her name lends itself to a hockey clap, which would be Caitlin Olson. Caitlin Olson. Yeah, it's great. Now she'll demand that every time. Yeah. Probably. Uh, please welcome Caitlin Olson hey! to the show this morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good. Have you ever had a name clap like that done for you, not, Caitlin? Not at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's been <laughs> done before, but not Thank you. Okay. It's all yeah, good. Well, at least we got that in. Uh, well, listen, uh, you know, obviously we, we can talk to you and Rob and, and the gang at Always Sunny about anything, anytime, because you're just such easy conversive people, but you've got this really cool thing coming up on the 13th. It's Hacks. It's so cool that you're working with Gene Smart. Have have you been as big a fan as we all have? Oh, my God. Yeah, I got this call, and, you know, usually people are offering me some kind of, like, Sweet D knockoff character, and they're pilot that they're trying to develop and i'm like "Mm, thank you so much i already have that um but i got this call and they were like listen gene smart has a show on hbo max i was like i'm in i don't even know what you're gonna say i love her so much um and i get to play her daughter and it's just so special and i'm really very proud of this show well it's so we were very excited i was looking at the uh hbo max has some great stuff and and you talk about gene smart she was in the miniseries for the Watchmen on HBO. Yeah. I don't know if you oh, got a chance yeah. to watch it. And uh, the fact that the same woman from Designing Woman yeah. uh, could be that badass, you know, cynical character in that, her range is phenomenal. But in this, she's sort of playing a, 
a, a Las Vegas legendary entertainer, I guess on the, on the the border of like a Celine Dion or somebody who's maybe towards the arc, uh, her career is arced over and is on the way out. So she hires a younger, uh, sort of a, a hipper comedy writer uh, uh, and, uh, and to try to revive her career. And you're her daughter. You're the daughter of the Gene Smart character, correct? That's right, yeah, and she doesn't want to hire this person, and this person does not want to go work for some what she perceives as washed-up hack, Um, but they get kind of thrown in together, and it's sort of their story of um, two very strong uh, and strong-headed comedians who have to kind of work together, and I play her like... Uh, angsty teenage but forty year old daughter. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So they, they, and and so you're 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 um you're, you're more of a recurring character. Do do we see you right from the the get go, or do you pop up in 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 two or three episodes down the uh, the line? You'll see me a little bit in the first episode. Um, I have, um, you know, I'm, I just kind of pop in and out, and then I have two sort of major episodes that are all about my character. So um, I'm kind of sprinkled in there, which was actually really amazing and perfect for me because we were shooting all this during COVID with, you know, face masks and shields and zones yeah. and wearing trackers to <laughs> see which zone we had gone into. And it was pretty, <laughs> it was a weird work environment, I'm sure. It, it, it Everyone is. had a similar. It yeah. is crazy, but it, it hits for me on a number of different things. First off, I, I love the whole concept of, of of the las vegas environment and yeah. these legendary we've already seen like the when wayne newton was the big thing and siegfried and roy yeah. and those big acts that you know they have the, the penthouse suites in the uh in the casinos yeah. and then you also have i love the two different people who are antagonistic to each other but it seems like from what i've seen in the coming attractions that there is a uh they kind of start to appreciate each other a little bit in certain ways yeah, they do, and that's the cool thing about this show is that it it, it is a hard comedy first. It's very funny, um, but it's also very kind of raw and emotional, and um, it's just sort of an actor's dream because you get to do a little bit of everything. But, yeah, they, um, they start to sort of appreciate each other, um, if not feel like they need each other. Right, and it's, it's, it's from the Parks and Rec people, correct? Yes, yes. So um, Mike Scher is executive producing it. He's the one who, who called me. But um, Jen Statsky, Paul Downs, and Lucia Agnello from Parks and Rec and um, Broad City, um, they're, this has been their baby for like five years. They've been trying to get this thing going. Awesome. And um, so, I mean, they just knew the, the, the world inside and out. And I, I mean, I'm really spoiled on Sunny. We have a great work environment. My boss is also my husband. Like, the directors <laughs> kind of come and go, but we just sort of look at each other and figure out what we want to do. So when I go work on other shows, it's usually not fun and, like, really boring, mm. and I, I, I can take it for about a day. This was such a lovely, wonderful set and a completely different experience and just a whole different tone um, of show than Sunny is, even though it's a comedy. It's just very different. With Sunny and you guys just doing, you know, the straight-up funny side of things, yep. have, having to mix in these these uh, these human emotions and relations with some humor, you know, um, is – that's got to be difficult on a, on a writer side. And you and Rob write all kinds of stuff. Is it? Have you ever taken a, a stab at, at trying to create something that's in that vein, or is it just out of your wheelhouse? Yeah, no, no. That's that, that's actually where I sort of wanted to head for my my next development project was a, a comedy that would also was kind of um, you know raw and had some 
some real emotion because I think it's so hard to pull off. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I've shied away from doing other people's projects. So this is really the first time I felt like I, um, they did such a wonderful job writing it that it doesn't seem forced. It's not like we're being funny and then all of a sudden, like, oh, someone's trying to cry. Like, it's not, yeah. it doesn't feel like that at all. G- and Jean's just, Jean and I both come from a theater background. She's also from Oregon, which I didn't know. Um, oh. Yeah, and so, like, it's it's so nice. I feel like I'm, like, back in college doing, like, real theater with people. <laughs> well, well, from the different things you've been doing, and, you know, after, in conjunction with It's Always Sunny, uh, there have been little glimmers of, of um, you know, the more, um, I, I think your comedy is, is sort of going, and your roles are sort of going like a, like a Judd Apatow mix, and he can always hit sort of a... Um, there is a very human, yep. very, um, like, uh, This is 40 to me is a perfect example. There's a lot of emotion in that movie, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of comedy. And so has you, you, you're sort of indicating that that's been, you want to be very um, cautious about moving into that realm, but it's something you do want to move into. Yeah, I just don't want to be bored. I mean, I, I thank God. I mean, I'm just hit the jackpot. I'm so lucky. I still have Sunny. I mean, we're still shooting it. So yeah. we've got at least four. Four more seasons of that. But in, you know, for the rest of the year, because for me that's only a couple months out of the year, um, I just don't want to bore myself. Like, I want, and I don't want to bore my audience. Like, I want to keep doing different characters. I loved doing The Mick. I thought it was a great show. It was great. Um, I tried to make Mickey very, very different from Dee, but now I kind of am, I'm just more aware of wanting to, um, you know, just not bore myself. Right. You had, you had flipped. You've seen me do that. As as well. But I mean, do you see yourself? Heading towards, and I'd, I'd like to see it. I think you'd be great at it, like like a, like a straight up more dramatic uh, role. Uh, is that something that's on your radar? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be fun. I think yeah. it's all fun. Yeah, I mean, I I even nobody wants to get like painted into a box, right? I'm sure. I mean, I get to kind of do a little bit of that in this show. And if I was going to do something really dramatic, I'd probably want it to be a movie, though. I don't want to do that long term. It'd be nice to right. crank out like a really great independent film that's just like, whoa, what is this? Right, right. Comedy for my day job. Uh, speaking of fun, Rob was doing shots of uh, tequila with Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel last night. That sounds like fun. <laughs> he came home and was like, uh, uh, "Jimmy got hammered." <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy got hammered. It's yeah. so funny because then I got a text from Molly, Jimmy's wife, was like, "Um, your husband." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's good for a couple of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely one of them. Uh, and with with four more years in and Sonny, what's uh, what's the story on uh, you guys? Are you shooting now or is that uh, later on? No, so they'll start the writer's room okay. um, this month, I think. Yeah, and then I think the goal is to start shooting in August and shoot for a couple of months. Um, and we're st- still kind of going back and forth about whether we're going to do it here or do it somewhere else. I don't know. Well, he's walking out right now. He's <laughs> what are you doing? Is that what he said? Is he, he's wondering. Is... He's wondering what I'm doing, and he's angry with you because he hasn't. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, hello. Yeah, Rob. What? What's happening? Hey, we're talking to your wife. <laughs> My wife. I'm the one promoting something. <laughs> hey, Rob. It's Nick. I texted Brian yesterday asking about you coming on the show, and he hasn't gotten back to me yet. What are you texting Brian for? You, you, text me. you text him, man. I'll text you from now on, man. But your wife gets back to me right away. You don't always get back to me right away. It's never, it's never stopped you before from texting. <laughs> That's right. That's Even true. when it's incredibly invasive, it's never stopped him. <laughs>
Yeah, we're no, no, I, I, I think I may have told you guys this before, but the very first text I get every year on my birthday is from Nick McElwain. Oh. It's at 3 a.m. L.A. <laughs> Uh-huh. I know he wakes up and immediately <laughs> texts me. I think he likes being my, my first text. Well, he, he I do. Does. I, I take pride in it. It's actually it's nice because it's uh, Glenn is the day before you, and then so I text him, and then I'm always reminded yours is the next day. But um, listen, I, we're going to talk to your wife again in a second. But <laughs> but while we have you on, um, I know season two of Mythic Quest is coming out pretty soon, and then you're partnering up with uh, is Don McCloskey going to be on uh, an episode or going to do some music for that episode? Yes, so he's he has a he has a song that actually closes the entire season. Wow! Um, yeah, he he played this he played this single for me. Uh, I don't know two two three months ago, uh, just out of the blue, and said, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And it was at the time when I was cutting the final episode of the of the season, and I thought, "Man, this is such a beautiful song, and it's like kind of perfect thematically for what we're." going for and uh and so we put it in the show so if people don't know don mccloskey's a local philly musician uh he and rob have been friends for a long time and uh and he's a great guy so we might be chatting with him down the road but i just wanted to give that a plug now since we actually have you on the phone. oh he did that song this just in yeah this just in okay oh, i remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. yeah that was him a long time okay. ago yeah he's been around for quite some time and he's a great musician and uh, okay. and i know that uh you know rob you're always um supporting local musicians and and you've worked with brian master a bunch over the years too so uh it's cool to have this connection back to another tv show absolutely 100 percent. i mean the music is incredible i wouldn't i wouldn't have put it in the show if it wasn't absolutely perfect so we're uh we're, we're super psyched i'm super happy for don yeah so you um have a direct connection you're the one who puts puts the music in that show yes well i mean I, I we have a music supervisor who suggests music um but but ultimately i i'm going to make the final call in terms of like whether or not it it works with the yeah. either the comedy or the drama or whatever it might be but yeah i mean we we always try to look for as much i mean for example you know we're doing the show over in wales too which we haven't officially announced yet but um you know just looking for local talent there as well it's always an interesting and important part of the of the process oh, obviously great. you always want to find local musicians yeah yeah it's it, 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 it's place. tough to get some i mean you know people say oh wow all these avenues of social media and so on and so forth these musicians can get heard but it, it's still you need a little bit of a, of a push to rise you know above the noise of everybody else so the fact that you're helping is very cool yeah, we helped out a little bit. I, I remember a few years ago on Sunny, we helped this little band called Kings of Leon. And we were like, oh, these guys are cute. Let's put them in the show. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's adorable. Sometimes they break and sometimes they don't. I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. take it as a loss. <laughs> and we, we and Caitlin and I wanted to push the um, exposure of this little band we, we that our kids like called Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, Imagine. this music video. It was really cute for the kids. And I was like, <laughs> well, actually, oh, my God. Um, I was watching Mythic Quest, and I had just been turned on to a band called uh, Wolfpack, and there's a song called uh, Put It In Your Pocket, and I had just heard that. I heard the live version first, and then I went into the studio version, and then, like, not even an hour later, I turned on Mythic Quest, and that song was actually featured in an episode of Mythic Quest, which I I loved. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's such a huge... Like a really fun part. I mean, look, Sunny. We try to choose music that's just like all over the place, right. like from the seventies, from the eighties, from the nineties. Whereas Mythic Quest, we wanted to feel as current as possible. So that's kind of part of the fun is like finding um, maybe bands you haven't heard of, or like Wolfpack is obviously a, a band on the rise, and and yet not everybody's heard of them. And so it's it's a good opportunity to make it feel current and maybe introduce you to, to something new. Love it. Hey, Rob, real quick, if you don't mind, I, I we've we've had a great 
partnership with you <clears throat> and oh, over the years, and I'd like to ask a favor. I'd li- can you give us an exclusive on something going on in your life <laughs> right now? It's like where you know TMZ will quote on the Preston and Steve show. Rob McElhenney said this or that. Sure. Okay. Um, Rob McElhenney definitely got Jimmy Kimmel really drunk okay. on right. the air. All right, that's that, good. So I, it was yeah. real booze, is what you're saying. That was 100% real booze. And I'm just afraid that people are like, oh, they filled it up with water. They didn't fill it up with water. <laughs> they they drank shots. And, I, and like, I don't think Jimmy drinks very often. Oh, no but kidding. But I'm fine. I walked off the – I was watching him, I mean, slur his way through the second half of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He, oh, he said, I can't read. I'm like, Jimmy, I'm not sure you can read in the first place, let alone when you have – Four shots of tequila in you. Oh, my Plus God. Jim. That's outstanding. That's very cool, though. I love it, man. Hey, Rob, we well, know that you want to talk to my wife. We do. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. But uh, it's good, right, it's good to hear from you, brother. Take care, man. Great, great talking to you all. Thanks. All right, we'll see you. Oh, my God. That's funny. And that's your time, Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap it up. We, we would not have talked to him if you hadn't have uh, pawned him off on us, so. <laughs> I think it was his idea. Oh, he ruins everything. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be horrible dealing with that need. Oh, no, it's it's Emmy Envy is what it yes, is. That's what it is, yeah. yeah I guess so. Yes. I guess so. Remember when I was nominated for that Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, I have a, a, a Philly question for you. Um, because you guys have gone back and forth several times about trying to get back here to do filming. Uh, and, and then obviously the pandemic threw a serious wrench into all of it. And I know that it's hard picking up the entire production and come across the country. But are there any plans at any point to come back and, and shoot here again? Well, yes, absolutely. We always want to. And it always, there's always ends up being some like logistical reason that, that we don't end up doing it. But we're always trying to figure out a way to get back there because it's like the best part of our shooting experience. Yeah, hopefully that's like you. Listen, you just show up and do your job. There, everyone's like excited for you to come to work. You're like, okay, okay, <laughs> right, right, right. Wouldn't we say just the other day we were like, God, we wonder if it's always sunny tried to get this person on their show and how awesome it would be. Who was that? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, a little I, vague. I forget. I, I think was it about... Kathy? <laughs> no, no, I've already been on. Remember? <laughs> I know, but you got to come back. Well, oh, listen, that, that that was responsible for the first Emmy nomination was Kathy's right, appearance. Right, was mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's exactly right. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I our, forget it was when when you guys dive into the idea of uh, of guest stars or people making uh, cameos. Is it usually just a a last second? Oh my God, we should get so and so. It's usually a product of meeting someone somewhere okay. and, yeah. and finding out that they're a fan and, and being you know a fan of theirs in some regard and then and then being like oh you know who would be great to like pop in and do this little cameo. Uh, um, that's usually how that works. That's yeah. cool. Hey, I want to ask um, you. So um, Rob did a, a photo shoot with Men's Fitness Magazine. I just found out last <laughs> week that my friend Zach was the one who actually shot that um, photo Lucky shoot. Lucky Zach. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and then also like you follow my friend. Rick Carrado on Instagram. Rick is, yes. a, is a hairstylist. I went to high school with Rick. We were in all the plays together. So no way. Yeah. Yeah. So how and in, in, how do you and Rick know each other? So Rick um, came on to Flipped halfway through. Um, so when I signed on to that show, I signed on kind of late. So it was all of Will Forte's crew from um, Last Man on Earth. Oh. And um, then uh, that hairdresser had to um, go somewhere in the middle of the season because she had like a prior obligation and so rick came on at that point and did my hair for like the last um i don't know a few weeks or something he's very talented he really really, is really good and so listen my daughter is in theater right now she's a freshman in high school and and she she loves 
theater. She loves acting and she loves everything about it. And I keep telling her that, like, there are so many facets to, you know, you know, it's not just being on the stage. And so when I was in theater in high school with Rick, we were in all the plays together. Uh, you know, I knew that he loved all of it. And then he eventually found his way onto it. And, and so he ended up doing yes. um, hair for, I guess it was In the Heights and a couple yes. of other uh, shows on, on Broadway and yes. then made his way out to L.A. So, you know, for anybody out there who just loves this industry, there, there's yes. way more than just being in front of the camera that, uh, you oh. know. Absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. I would, when I was little, like I just loved theater. I lo- my parents were like, awesome, go for it. It was never a means to an end. It was, I never, ever, I promise had the thought of like, oh, I want to be famous. It had nothing to do with that. I just loved everything about it and did, you know, I loved doing makeup. Like yeah. I did other people's stage makeup and I loved um, acting and I, lo- I loved all of it. And like even the camps and just like the people and how close you got and improv classes. And if you just figure out what it is that makes you happy and brings you joy, and then you just find a way to do that every day that I feel like personally, I feel like that's how you figure out your career. I never was like, Oh, how do I want to make money? Or how do I want to be seen by people? No, that's right. Yeah. Do, joy. do what you're drawn to what you like and you will naturally be good at it. Yeah. And that's right. part yeah. of the deal. Um, yeah, and you'll find a way to make a career out of it because you love it. A number of texts are coming in, Kathy, to answer your question about who we were talking about, who should be on It's Always Sunny. And apparently it was because when Steve and I uh, did our first appearance on, on It's Always Sunny, we were in a dressing room or we were in makeup with Danny DeVito. And yeah. uh-huh. the makeup artist left and we started having this really long, cool conversation, very casual with right. Danny about his, his film career and all this. And, and Death's a smoochie. And he was talking about... Um, uh, 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 one Flew Over the, the, the Cuckoo's Nest, and we were yeah. talking about this on the air, and we were like, how great if Jack oh, God, Nicholson yeah. ended up on <laughs> It's Always Sunny. We've always, we've talked about that as well, and Danny just kind of laughs and is like, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we've had those responses over the years, but you gotta, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know and don't remember that Danny directed Jack Nicholson as Jimmy Hoffa in a really yes. solid movie. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm, obviously this is nothing new to you. You guys tried, and it's a, you're indicating it's sort of a dead end, correct? <laughs> Listen, if Jack Nicholson even suggests that he would like to come on our show, he is more than welcome. <laughs> okay. Sure. Wow. You've got a connection. Yeah. Let me know. All right. <laughs> sleeping all the time these days. All right. So, Caitlin, so uh, Hacks is, um, is coming up on the 13th, so next week, and it's uh, 10 episodes, I believe? Yeah, it's 10 episodes, and I think they're releasing two episodes every Thursday. So um, Excellent. Ooh, yeah. two episodes. Yeah. That, that's what you need to do. Yeah, yeah I, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. Are they are they like 30-minute, 40-minute episodes, or do you know? Yep. Okay. Yeah, perfect. they're in that range. I love it. Excellent. Yep. Well, listen, uh, congrats on another great project, and, you know, we're, we're still stoked about another four years of It's Always Sunny being in the cards. Oh I'm sure it'll Me go too. beyond that. Yeah. Thanks for getting up early, too. I know yes. that it's not the best time to do it, but we, we really do appreciate it. Yep. It's always so nice to talk to you. Hi, Kathy. I I, and you know what? I would never ask you to do Zoom, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning. I, 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 I was like, Zoom, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> morning? No. Although I will say, for your imaginations, I look adorable. Ah. <laughs> well, we know do, your hair yeah. is doing well. Yeah. Do me a favor. I have a Bernadoodle myself. So please give your dog a big old kiss and a hug for me. Oh, I was laying in his dog bed oh. while I was on hold with you guys. I love, you. <laughs> I love it. All right, we love you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. Love you guys, too. Talk to you soon. Caitlin Olsen, guys! Oh, my God. They're the best. Yeah. I love those guys. Didn't even know we were talking to Rob.
I was like, I guess you want to talk to my wife. <laughs> wow. Uh, why, we should mention that the uh, Cora for Kids Golf Classic is coming up. Um, it's in. It's on May 24th. All the information's up on PrestonSteve.com. Uh, Rob and Caitlin and everybody at Sunny has been supportive of that over the years. We yeah. assume they're, they're not going to be able to be in attendance. I, there's been right? some back and forth. No. It, it yeah. seems very unlikely, uh, so I would say no. And the format's a little bit different this it year. Is. Instead of a big gathering and banquet like normal just because of still keeping social distancing, uh, the norm for now, it's going to be, we, we're, you know, show members, we're going to be there. If you're if you're a part of the event, hopefully we'll see you at some point right. during the day. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's at Cricket Club, right? Yeah. 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 Philadelphia okay. Cr- uh, Cricket Club. And uh, at some point in between now and the 24th, well, we will actually have a foursome to give away. So we'll yeah. coordinate that with our uh, promotions department next week. It's a fun event. And if you've never played Cricket Club, it is one of the best golf courses you're going to find around here. So if you're a golfer, it's, it's wonderful. It's a great cause. We know the Cora does amazing work. And, uh. Uh, the Sunny Crew is full on behind that, and so are we. So uh, go to PrestonAndSteve.com or WMMR.com. And, Nick, where is it? Where's the best place to find it on the site? It's on the community page. On the community page. Yep. All right, excellent. Hey, real quick, if you guys don't mind, um, we got a package, uh, a box full of stuff sent to us, T-shirts and masks and stickers and all kinds from uh, Donkey's Place. Yes. In Camden, and it was from Rob at Donkey's Place, and he want, he wrote a handwritten note and said, thanks for all the support on the radio. Come give a uh, visit soon, and lunch is on me. Uh, if any of the merch doesn't fit, feel free to come in and switch it out if you want to. So, uh, Donkey's, uh, who had called it the greatest cheesesteak? Well, Bourdain? I think it was Bourdain, right? Yeah, yeah the Goldbergs. Yeah, I know, but there was yeah. a celebrity chef had, oh, had okay. claimed it yeah. as well. But yeah, there was an episode of the Goldbergs where Barry said the best cheesesteak isn't even in it's Pennsylvania. It's not even in Pennsylvania. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they thought that was sacrilege. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Rob. We appreciate that, and we will have to uh, stop by sometime soon. Time for a few stories. Yeah, man. Junk drawer. Oh, junk drawer. Ooh. Yeah, if you don't oh, mind. Oh, I'm ready for you, bro. You almost sound like Jack A. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I think I'm going to begin with uh, this one. Jeff Bezos, company Blue Origin, announced yesterday that it is planning to have its first space tourism flight on July 20th. Yes. Of this year. Wow. Uh, One seat on that first suborbital flight. It's right on the top of the rocket. (laughs) On Blue Origin's... (laughs) New Shepard spacecraft will be given the winning bidder of a uh, five-week online auction with proceeds to go to the uh, company's foundation. Uh, So, and it's going to be, the auction is going to be in tiers. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. There's going to be different phases that you have to to do it. But uh, nonetheless, the goal is for the space tourism flights to send up six passengers more than 62 miles into suborbital space, at which uh, that height they'll experience a few minutes of weightlessness and be able to see the curvature of the Earth through observation windows uh, before returning. Uh, Blue Origin said yesterday that a couple more flights are planned uh, before the end of the year, but uh, didn't give any details on what uh, tickets would cost on that. Listen, it's all amazing that we have all of this going on with the, what Elon Musk is doing. I was watching the footage of, of his rocket land vertically uh it's just amazing that we're we're all around this now and with the very real possible now my, again these are pricey tickets you know if you're going to participate in this but uh we are heading towards the point in time where it might be more accessible for for regular civilians to get up into space mm-hmm. uh and by the way so in 2018 it was reported blue origin was planning to charge at least two hundred thousand dollars per ticket 
Uh, but that may have changed between uh, then and now. So uh, I am spending a hundred bucks to go into space, Preston, on the Blue Emu. Oh, which okay. is well, not as reliable. It doesn't stink. It does not stink. It doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it don't stink. <laughs> uh, so I, but this is an auction. So does it go to the highest bidder? I, I assume it would. I That's the know. purpose There's of the auction, them, but right? They, but this had two hundred thousand dollars per ticket. So, well, starting at perhaps. Um, there's another space type thing. Um, it's the space junk cowboy space. There you go. Yeah, space junk cowboy space. I like that. Uh, if a bottle of Petrus two thousand, yes, that Christie's is selling. That's wine, by the way. Uh, taste out of this world might be because it aged for 14 months aboard the International Space Station. Huh. Christie's hopes the bottle, now up for grabs in a private sale, will fe- fetch at least a million dollars, which would make it the most expensive bottle of wine ever. A million dollars. So, to that point, was there is there anything in particular about being in a zero-gravity environment that would have enhanced the taste, or is it just simply for the mm-hmm. fact that it was aboard the space station? Well, that was part of the experiment. Okay. Was sending up the wine to see if weightlessness right. had caused any change in oh, it. Okay. So, the bottle is one batch of 12 that European startup Space Cargo Unlimited sent into orbit as part of research into how food and drink matures in space. The wine spent about 440 days in space, uh, or the equivalent of 300 trips to the moon. Uh, It left for the ISS on November 2nd, 2019, uh, and then returned on January 14th. Tests carried out in March by a wine science institute in Bordeaux found that the bottles positively endured all the constraints of preparation, travel, and storage on the ISS. And at the end of a blind tasting... So this is what they do. They when when whenever they want to test uh, um, wines or a, a lot of uh, of uh, various alcohols and so on, they do a blind taste, right? So that there's no bias. Yes. All right. So they do. They did a blind taste testing. The researchers noted, and this is the quote: "Remarkable differences in the color, aroma, and taste components. Remarkable between the celestial bottles and equivalents which had remained on Earth." This is the Wine Science Institute that had conducted this, or yes. WUSI, as we the WUSI. <laughs> Uh, so, Christie's added the wines sampled were commended for their complexity and considered to be great wines. Huh. The sale is expected to smash the record price for a standard 750 milliliter bottle of wine. The most expensive was a 1945 Romani Conti Burgundy, which sold at Sotheby's in New York for $558,000. Oh, that's uh, piss-ant money compared to this. 2018, so it would literally shatter that record. Uh, the private sale means the buyer and price will remain confidential unless the buyer chooses the identi- to identify themselves publicly. Uh, proceeds will go toward funding future space missions uh, focused on agricultural agricultural research. I mean, how... Do you open that bottle and drink it when you spent yeah. that kind of money on it? I guess you don't. I, you would have to look. You would. It would have to be for some. <laughs> but it's staggeringly no important. Yes. Well, no like, l- perhaps point, a, a, a papal choosing or or something of just ecumenical importance. And wines have a shelf life. Like they they peak at a certain point. So you would want to open as it's peaking. Did you know that reds uh, peak? Um, it takes longer for a red to peak than it does a white. A white will go f- um, bad faster. Okay. You're talking how long, though? Uh, I mean, a white really is only a few years. You know, a red okay. you can keep around for a long time. And this this one that they're sending into space is is a red. So okay. in theory, it can last a lot longer. I, I had a 
a birthday present one year, and my aunt gave me a uh, year a, a bottle that, that was made uh, the year I was born, which is 1975. And so I saved it for like college graduation or something like that, and opened it, and it was tasted great. Okay, uh, but if I had drank a a, red, a a white from 75, it probably would have spoiled by that point. Would have spit it out, and you would have hit her. Yeah, would have clocked her over the head <laughs> with a bottle. What is this? Piss? Yep. Uh, Petrus, I hate you. Petrus, by the way, from the Pomerol region near Bordeaux, is considered one of the world's finest wines. Uh-huh. A classic bottle of Petrus 2000, which is considered a great vintage. This is just a regular bottle, okay? Right. Uh, not one that's been in space. Not one that has been in space. $5,400. $5,400. For a bottle of wine. Honestly. God. Nah, it's a lot of pizza bagels. That's it's just, a lot yeah. of pizza bagels. That's a... That's... Mm. It's a lot. Yeah, and and I wonder, in a blind taste test, yeah. you could probably tell that it's a superior wine. You would have to give it to someone who had that cultivated palate. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, even with the, yeah. with the, the people, even with the sommeliers, be able right. to know what they're doing. But how can you justify $5,400 with another really good wine? If you know, you're driving a, a Maybach versus a... I know, you know I know. I mean? like it's, I know. You can spend the money where you're going to spend the money, and some people just choose to spend the money because they have it. There ain't no bit level of pomposity like a wine snob, mm-hmm. you know, because you'll see them. And a lot of times, I forget, they there was a... I want to say it was a Penn & Teller thing from BS, but probably not, uh, where they were they were testing, you know, the... Bottle of water? The bottle of water, yeah, but there was also one where they did it with wine and testing okay. the ability to discern between a very expensive bottle of wine and like an $8 bottle of wine. Um, okay, so ready-to-drink bottles of wine that are, are not opened. Red wine will last three to five years. Uh, white wine, one to two, and rosé, three years. So what about the aging process? I mean, so why are they so in demand if, you, if you're looking for, an, you know, a... Uh, Fifty-year-old bottle of wine. Why? Why? Why is it the well, commodity? Well, no, I think there's there's a difference between the wines that you're buying to to drink now, ready. Right. You know what I mean? Or or now to three years. There's certain wines that uh, get better with age, or they say get. I think the, the, that's too. So they're right engineered, things. so to speak, right. to be right. ones that are going to be over multiple decades. Right. right. Okay, so you can't take it like a six dollar bottle of wine that you buy in the back of CVS, <laughs> right? Right, and, and let it sit for twenty yeah, yeah. years. Well, it's three hundred years old. It's got to taste It'll great be now. Disgusting. It eventually yeah. turns to vinegar, right? Yeah, isn't that the deal? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's good vinegar. Mm-hmm. What cares well with vinegar? I love vinegar. Um, they come okay. from the same root word. Vinegar is uh, from the vine, and wine is also from the vine. Son of a bitch! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the vine expressway too. Yep, I Vine Street Expressway. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. I wonder why that is named Vine Street. I wonder if there were vines that grew there. One it's time. so lush with vineyards. Aren't all the streets back and forth there trees? You know, so uh, like cherry yeah. and poplar and, and whatever else? Yeah. Uh, Walnut. Walnut. Spring Garden Street. Very famous market not, tree. Not, <laughs> not Spring Garden. Market. Well, that's a garden. There's trees in a garden probably. You're probably so Broad right. Street. Arch Maybe. tree. Arch tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Something else, please. Okay. Now. Oh, my God. Now. Hey, stop. No. No? Okay. Sperm stuff. Sperm. Oh, Jesus. I'd rather talk about space. Another <laughs> elixir. You'd rather talk about space than yeah. sperm? Than sperm? Yeah. How See, about both ne- of them? I never knew that. Actually, let's uh, before we go to sperm, let's, <laughs> let's go to a sommelier. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. yeah. But maybe he's a sperm sommelier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go to space? Mm. Let that breathe a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Hi, Tim. How you doing? Hey, I'm great, guys. How are you? Good. So wine is your thing, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting and awesome. All right. So what, what all are you angry about that we just spoke in, in a non-educated um, way? It, the, the things you 
said about white wine are not true. There's some uh, great bottles of white wine that could last 25 or 30 years easily. Yes, yeah, some, but in general. I mean, you're you're talking about fine wines, correct? I am talking about Tim, wine. why do you think Nick is a compulsive liar? <laughs> <laughs> no, is what I said, uh, it has merit, right? But I understand your point as well, that it's not the, a hard and fast rule. It is not a hard and fast rule, but it, it all has to do with storage also. I'm not going to store... An $8 bottle of wine the same way I am going to store a $200 bottle right, of wine. Let me ask you this, Tim. Is it conceivable that you could t- could take a decent bottle of wine and over the it, let it age the way you would another more perhaps um, uh, a higher quality wine and still get – will it will it taste better or worse if it exceeds a certain year limit? Uh, it, it, it should taste better. Aging uh, always helps the wine okay. uh, mature. Um, again, if it's stored on its side and it's temperature controlled and there's no variation in the temperature, that it it will last longer. And uh, sure, all right. So uh, even the cheaper, like even the cheaper bottles, like the like regular bottle you would buy. Uh, if it, well, a regular bottle you would buy or a regular bottle I would buy. Right. Yeah. 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 What were you saying earlier person. about wine snobs, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say like she, so she gets like a bottle of of Coppola. And 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 stores it properly and and doesn't drink it for twenty years. Can she ex- and stores it properly? As I said before, can she expect a a, a better drinking experience? Most definitely. All right. Yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't see a problem with that at all. All right. All right, Tim. I drink oh, it too it, fast. That'll never happen. Yeah, she drinks it. She pounds it. <laughs> yeah, Tim. I had actually, and I never ended up doing this, but when I had children. I thought, oh, you know, I should buy them a bottle of wine yeah. for when they were born and then yep. give it to them on their 21st birthday. Now, if you were to... Awesome idea. Oh, I'm sorry? He says it's an awesome idea. Well, it's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late now. Well, give but it to them on their 41st birthday. If I were to do that, in, I mean, where would I find the information to go, okay, this is the type of wine that you want to get that will actually age and last for 21 years? Um, there's different websites you can go to. Wine.com um, has some good information. There's um, also winebids.com uh, where um, collectors are selling off old vintages and you can search for certain years. Like if you're looking for an 82 or a 92 bottle or something like that, you can uh, definitely find them on at, at auction sites. Um, I love asking this question to anybody who has any knowledge in wine because I found some great wines this way. But what is uh, a wine that has a, a cheaper price tag? Not something that's super expensive, but that is like people don't know how good it is. What vineyard would you recommend? Oh, man, there's 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 too many. It depends on what region you're talking about and what type of wine you're looking for. Any, well, to, to, to whether, whether it's old world or new world wine, um, a white or a red, what you're going to use it for, what you're going to eat it. What, what, what do you, what, yeah, just give us one. Yeah, what just, you, just give us one. What do you consider like a real find that a lot, a lot of people don't are unfamiliar with, but it's a real savings and yes. it delivers a great taste? Uh, delivers a great taste. Yeah. Um, there's uh, some great regions in France that are um, that are underrepresented in terms of people always look for Bordeaux or Burgundy, um, but but there's a, a number of other region, regions that uh, and, and same with Italy. You can't nail him down. He's not saying not giving us nope, anything. Just giving us regions. Yeah. He's like avoiding the question. He's being very like, uh, like you're protecting somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's the yeah. Willamette oh, Valley these it's, days? It's, it's, it's Petrus, not uh, Petrus. Uh, it's Petrus, oh. not Petrus. Mm. There, can you almost hear that nose going up in the air? Wait, and real quick, can you Petrus. pronounce what what you are, the, your title? Uh, sommelier. Okay. So you're a sommelier. sommelier. So you are sommelier. a, a sommelier. pirate. Wait a minute. Hang on. I said sommelier. Is that incorrect? That is incorrect. It's some, 
say some. Some. All. All. Yay! Yay! Some all yay! Some all yay! Some all yay! So I. Well, thank you, Tim. We appreciate the uh, the look into your world, and uh, we appreciate you listening, okay? All right. Enjoy, guys. Hey, do you know anything about sperm? Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Hey. Sperm. sperm. <laughs> do I have time to go into this sperm story? It looks like a long story. Oh, thank God, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you hold? <laughs> Can you hold your sperm? Can you hold I don't know, man. Here? I'm close. <laughs> I'm very close. Think about baseball. Yeah. I'm almost there. All right. Well, we'll okay. We'll save the sperm for another right. time. Thank God. Well, I listen. Save your sperm for later. You're not getting out of this. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. But before we're we, we're going to get sticky on this, Raj. Before we do that, tickets to Genesis. Yeah! Call. Shut up. Shut up. Sorry, Caller twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell him what caller number. Oh, <laughs> Caller twenty five at two one five. Caller twenty five. <laughs> Hey. 215-263-WMMR. It's freaking Genesis. You will get the tickets. It's called The Last Domino Tour, and it's Thursday, December 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are on sale tomorrow at noon via the Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Details, WMMR.com. There's a pre-sale link and promo code uh, for today only. While supplies last, we'll take call of 25, and we'll set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR. Back in a moment. Is that a concert on the horizon? Oh, not just a concert. It's a full-day rock festival. MM Barbecue 2021. Saturday, September 25th, BB&T Pavilion. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Hall of Famers, Cheap Trick. Long tickets start at just $25. For an entire day of everything that rocks with MMR. And eight of our favorite bands. Including Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Aaron Jones. And Foxtrot and the Get Down. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. MMRBQ 2021. Details at WMMR.com. It is time. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. (laughs) My blanket, my blue blanket, give me my blue blanket. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, the word is love, L-O-V-E, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person gets a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. There are contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by Hyundai City. So the word again for this hour is love, L-O-V-E. Go get it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And it is brought to you this morning by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. Makes life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's cinch spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. Uh, Let's begin with it. This is a hilarious story. So this is out of Canada. 
The city of Abbotsford is investigating after residents witnessed large pillows of foam floating in a local creek. And by the way, these are huge. It's like if you were at a yeah. foam party, it's like, you know, eight, ten foot tall, big billows of foam. And it was in a local creek and it happened a few days after laundry detergent was spread on the rooftops of a nearby townhouse complex. Officials with the province's Ministry of Environment said that they are monitoring the situation but confirmed the substance causing all the foam is Tide powdered detergent. Using laundry detergent to deter moss from going on roofs is a remedy easily found through an online search, but it also comes with warnings that the technique can be dangerous, damage roofs, and potentially the environment. Health Canada regulates pesticides in Canada. Tide laundry detergent does not specify on its label that it can be used as an herbicide or herbicide. Uh, detergents contain sur- uh, sur- surfactants and bleaches to break up stains that otherwise wouldn't dissolve in water, according to the ingredients listing. Now, uh, an environmental sci- scientist and analytical chemist who works in the cannabis industry had first seen a contractor applying what looked like detergent powder to the roofs of his complex on Monday. He and other residents saw some of the detergent blow off on the roofs, blow off of the roofs and end up in residence yards and gardens. And he said some of the people at least had one said one dog suffered uh, irritation mm. from the detergent. He and other residents brought their concerns uh, to the council before the foam started to appear on Friday morning following rain on Thursday. After the foam was reported, the city of Abbotsford sent crews in to inspect the creek. Uh, the city's bylaw department is also investigating, but has not said whether there will be any penalties to the contractor uh, or to the company Strata for using the detergent. But it's hilarious. It's pretty wild. Have you ever seen when, like a natural, it's like a natural lake foam forms? I've seen in small areas, yeah, but yeah. not like lots like of it. Like it's huge. It's almost like sea foam type yeah, of stuff? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, well, this was detergent. Foam, foam. Uh, the York County Police said two partygoers were severely injured after they fell off of a mattress that was being pulled by a truck in Mannheim Township early Sunday morning. Yeah. Police said that they were called at about 2.54 a.m. Sunday and found a 26-year-old woman with a major head injury and a 24-year-old man with leg injuries. A medical helicopter had to be summoned, and both were flown to York Hospital. I know what we could do. (laughs) Uh, The woman was expected to survive her head injury. Uh, The driver of the Chevy Silverado was a 19-year-old man who had a chain hooked up to the back of his pickup truck. Right. And he was pulling a box spring and mattress (laughs) set behind the truck as partygoers rode on the mattress. Hey, out the boonies, you got to find something sure. to do, man. Yeah. Uh, police said the two fell off when the truck negotiated a curve and both struck a road sign. When officers arrived, no vehicle was present at the scene, but through interviews, police were directed to a residence where a party was being held. I feel great. Police said the driver had uh, returned to the party after leaving the scene. There, police said people at the party threw the box spring and mattress onto a bonfire. <laughs> it's... Hell of a party. They're getting rid of the evidence, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, uh, yeah, fortunately, I I mean, she had major head trauma, so hopefully she'll be all right. Romanian police will investigate a possible poaching case involving an Austrian prince who is reported to have wrongly killed a massive male bear in a trophy hunt on a visit to the county's Carpathian Mountains in March. Son of a bitch. Official hunting documents confirm that Prince Emmanuel von und zu Liechtenstein was granted a four-day hunting permit 
in Romanian's Kavazna County, uh, and that on March 13th, he had harvested a 17-year-old brown bear for which he allegedly paid, paid the pricey sum of, of about $8,500. Uh, an investigation of the case was launched, and uh, poaching is one of the suspicions in the case. Yes, I'm the attorney for the bear, and I'd like to talk to you. Uh, some official papers that are required after a bear killing are missing. <laughs> Switzerland's Blick newspaper. Yes, Blick. I'd like to talk to them. Uh, quoted the princess saying that he wouldn't comment on the matter. Uh, but I'm not talking to Blick. Agent Green, an environmental non-governmental organization that monitored the large male bear they called Arthur for nine oh. years, uh, says it lived, d- lived deep in the wild and had no contact with human settlements. I come out one freaking time. By the way, Romania <laughs> officially banned trophy hunting in 2016, but hunting permits for problematic bears, ones that damage things or are dangerous. Or make uh, unwise investments. Uh, can be issued to hunting associations, but only as a last resort after relocation measures fail. So they're investigating this guy. All right. So here, uh, this... I don't yep. know if this belongs in the bizarre file or not. Go it's for in it. Cape May County, and it's interesting. So, when a seafood processor tried to replace human clam shuckers with mechanical systems, that result the result was melted ceiling tiles and light fixtures. So the mechanical shuckers are not the way to go. Exactly, and I just like the word shuckers. Shuckers. So that's why I left this in here. But now, Cape May Foods is suing two local far- firms hired to design, manufacture, and install the ventilation system meant to remove heat generated by the infrared-based shucking system. The Shuckmatic 5000. Cape May Foods, I think actually it has a funny name to it. So the Cape May Foods has relied on human shuckers for more than 60 years. Last year, the firm sought to switch to infrashucker. 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 An infrared system that mechanically opens the clam shells and efficiently detaches clam meat from its shell. Mm. STS Sheet Metal Incorporated and Captive Air Incorporated installed the ventilation system. That's when you turn it on. That's what it sounds like. Uh, months uh, in March of 2020 and had its test run about two, two months later. Uh, it reportedly did not go well. Within minutes of the start of the test, the exhaust system failed to ventilate the heat produced by the infrashucker. <laughs> Doesn't uh, that seem like a, like a pretty precise thing to do for a machine? I mean, yeah. I, I know machines can be precise, but how would you even do that? Well, the immediate... Uh, and, well, I'll explain, shucking goes. I'll, I'll explain a little bit how it works. So the immediate and dramatic increase to the temperature inside the clam processing room caused the ceiling tiles and light fixtures <laughs> to melt. And the fire suppression sprinkler systems activated because of the... You damn shucking the system's too hot! ...of the system to exhaust heat from the processing room. Uh, the suit claims the exhaust system cannot handle the heat that the shucking system generated. It's your so, stupid shucker. So the the infrashucker uses direct infrared heat to separate meat from the clamshell. How? The traditional process involves people using shucking knives right. to open and empty the clams. So, but this uses infrared heat. Somehow or another, the heat. I don't know if it causes it to open up or whatever. I would lo- I would love to see how that works, how the infrashucker In- works. Infrashucker. We can look that up and yeah. see if maybe there's a demonstration of how it works if on If the uh, infrared YouTube. heat causes it to pop open and the yeah. meat to... Uh, the, yes, please. That's a good question. All right, and that is... Uh, I'm glad I left that in. Yeah, uh, that, that infrashucker. Is having the bizarre file for you. <laughs> All right, you have a few minutes left, roughly five, uh, to enter the word love, and that is for the Preston and Steve 
money clip, a chance to win $500. So if you're interested, you can do that now. The word is love. and You're going to love my nuts. You can do it through uh, the contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. Nick was not able to find. To the infra shucker? An infra Shucker. You can find anything on YouTube, and there's no video, huh? There's, video. there's lots of shucking videos, including Steve, one that's called Aw Shucks. Aw Shucks. Uh, there's one that's called Shuck Off. There's yeah. a few. But, um, yeah, no infra shucker. Shucker. Huh. And these are clams, though, instead of oyster. Normally you hear of, of shucking for oysters. Yeah. Right. But not right. clams. You can get cut up pretty bad doing yes, that. Yes, you right? can. Yeah. Time. Because you're hand-shucked? You're holding, you're, you're in your hand shand When you're doing it, you're holding the, the blade goes towards your palm. Right. Uh, I forgot, yes, that you also shuck corn. You shuck yeah. corn. And hey, what else some... do you shuck? Corn, oysters, clams. Is that anything else? Uh, you shuck and jive. Yeah. You I know so, that. Yeah. Is that related? I don't know. Like, it's a dance move. Right. So, uh, it next. comes from clam shucking. I thought shuck and jiving was from, uh, like, football. It's, uh, yeah. you know, like, like juking. Yeah. 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 So when you're with a date. Yeah. I love the word juke, juke, by the way. <laughs> juke is one of the best words I didn't mean ever. to juke so fast. But that is right. Yeah. That that yeah. kind of that hip movement is juking, right? I mean, like where you yeah. change direction. Yeah, he juked him. It's gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Yeah. Juking right out of his yeah. shoes. Yeah. Gail yeah. Sayers would juke all yeah. over the field. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, He's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan's juke, shucking and jiving. All right, here we go. Nick uh, found the origin of this is actively evasively in the presence of an authoritative figure is joking and acting evasively in the presence of an authoritative. Shucking figure. and jiving. Really, shucking and jiving usually involves. Clever lies and impromptu storytelling. I thought there was there was it, it, a no. physical thing. You're right. It. It, it has morphed into a into a an evasive maneuver. Yeah, uh, yeah. shucking and jiving. But okay. uh, the, I guess that's the origin of it. But yeah, I've heard it applied to sports. Nick, just look up the word shuck. Shuck. Yeah. And, and it says see jive. <laughs> and is it all shucks? When you say oh shucks, oh, yeah, shucks, yeah. yeah. Uh, shuck may refer to the chaff sections of grains. Yes. Oh, well, so there you go. And then I guess you shuck. Wheat and so on, right? Yeah. yeah. Like a shucker. Uh, Black Shuck is a mythical dog. Shuckin' and jivin'. Shuck is a song by Purity Ring from their debut album, Shrines. And that's it. It doesn't say, like, to shuck. Hmm. And then shuck to Miko is the assistant beat. <laughs> <laughs> the infra-chucker. Yeah. Infra-shucker. All right. Anyway, what does it say? An outer covering... Such as a husk or a pod. Okay, so the, so that's like yeah. Uh, when you have nuts, you shell them. But you could that could and technically so be called shucking. Yeah, it'd be the same yeah. thing, yes. right? Absolutely. Okay. Anything that has an uh, an outer casing that you remove. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we clear. We good. Yes. Yeah, Come on. Good? All right. Good. Uh, there's a new Daily Rush video. What? Mm. Actually, there's two of them. I realized that I failed to mention the last one that Dick Murphy slaved over. And I apologize for not promoting Over a it. hot shuck. But there's two of them. There was one called the Ombre Hair, or it's called the Ganonbro. Oh, what's Ganonbro? And the Ombre Hair is so 2020. Uh, the 2021 <laughs> style is all about Ganonbro. And then you have the new one, which is uh, Al Pacino's Zoom Mishap. <laughs> and it says, during an award show, Al Pacino forgot that he was on Zoom, pleasured himself, and fell asleep. So you it can watch happens. It. You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. So check out the new Daily Rush videos. Let's take a break. Come back in a second and ask a lesson question and do some more things. We will be right back. Stay with us. 
hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we are going to give away now with the lesson question a $50 Rita's gift card. And uh, we'll see if you've been paying attention to the program. The question that we're going to go with this morning uh, is an interesting one. It actually came from a listener. How many days until Ann Gorski's birthday? <laughs> 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 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you were listening. How many days until Ann Gorski's birthday? It was a brilliant phone call. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we will do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. Uh, it's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and ref- and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Meghan Markle authoring a children's picture book called The Bench about the special bond between a father and a son. Markle says she really put her heart and soul into all ten words. Yeah. <gasps> The official cause of death has been released for Prince Philip, and it is being classified as old age. British health officials say the news is a stark reminder of just how many people have age. (laughs) And finally, Tom Brady purchasing a 77-foot wager super yacht for $6 million. Brady says he wanted something the family could enjoy when they got bored of the other three yachts. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your audio track. All righty, we're looking for the answer to this question. How many days until Ann Gorski's birthday? Can't believe this has turned into a thing. Uh, we'll go to Dave and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Booty, 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 booty. Yeah. Well done. Dave, do me a favor. How many days till Ann Gorski's birthday? 363. Damn, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, Dave. For you, sir, we have a $50 Rita's gift card. Nickelodeon Slime, by the way, is available all month long at Rita's. Slime your favorite treats only at Rita's, but you better hurry because Slime is only available through May 30th. Let's get into music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And it is brought to you by Coors Pure, an organic light beer that is refreshingly simple. Go to contest at WMMR.com for your chance to win $500 and a quiz to reveal your organic personality. It's from Coors Pure. Try it today. All right, we'll uh, mention this. I had this in entertainment news earlier this morning. But Marilyn Manson's ex, Ashley Morgan Smithline, has come forward to reveal the details about their alleged two-year abusive relationship. Smithline is one of 15 women including actresses Evan Rachel Wood and Esme Bianco, who have accused Manson of sexual, psychological, and physical abuse. Manson has denied all the claims, by the way. According to People, Smithline said, I survived a monster, and that she also thought he was going to kill her. Uh, Smithline has accused Manson 
of sexually assaulting her countless times. She also claimed that he bit, whipped, and cut her with a swastika emblazoned knife and shoved his fist in her mouth during sex. Uh, she's also claimed that he also forced her to do a blood pact and that she was locked in a glass soundproof room called the Bad Girls Room whenever she pissed him off. Uh, Manson has responded to Smithline's allegations through his spokesperson, uh, saying that he strongly denies her claims. The statement said there are so many falsehoods within her claims that we wouldn't know where to begin to answer them. Uh, this relationship, to the limited extent it was a relationship, didn't last one week. But Smithline provided people with emails and messages uh, she says were from Manson that span more than two years. I'd be curious to see this all play out. Yep. Uh, Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale has been collaborating with The Picture Books, a German biker blues duo consisting of Finn Grabke and Philip Merchink. Uh, according yeah. to the band, yeah. It's good to work with her. Uh, the song idea started out with uh, Lizzie in mind and said that they were blown away with her performance. Uh, the song Rebel talented. will begin to, will premiere on uh, Friday, May 14th, along with the release of a new video filmed in Nashville and Berlin. I'm not familiar with these uh, these guys. Have you, uh, anybody ever heard no, of them? No, and I also have a question. So I'm looking at this, the way her name is written in this story, and it's just spelled L-Z-Z-Y. Yeah. Have I miss, been missing out on the fact that it's like that all the time? It is, yeah. Really? I've yeah. never noticed that until just now. Huh. Okay. You know what? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, no, I didn't notice that either. Sometimes your mind fills in what yeah. should What's be missing, there, yeah. right? Did you watch okay. Jeopardy last night? I didn't. There was a. Did you watch it, Steve? I did. Did you see the category? Yes, with it was very cool. It was it was uh, sitcoms without the vowels in the titles. So it was like uh, TX, right? And the sitcom was Taxi. I struggled mightily with the entire. Ca- <laughs> I don't think I got any of them. The, the Office was in there. Were there were there spaces in between no, the letters? No, no. So and that have, would be really so. Hard. Like uh, Nick, what was God? I, I, Entourage was on there. I love Lucy. Yeah. What, what was that? That was. I, I don't um, want the answers. Yeah, I know. Right. Clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't say anything. All right, yeah. all right. He'll watch. You can rewatch. Yeah. It's on. Uh, we already know up. all the answers. Yeah, well, we didn't go through all of them. No, there's five essentially, right? Yeah, he gave us three. You're gonna forget them. Okay. I'll bring one up for you, Casey, and see if you can get it. All right, all right. Let's do that now. Uh, (laughs) Do it live on the air. We'll do Do it live. live. VW. Well, that's the the category. Oh, thanks. All the sitcoms. Okay. Go ahead. We'll do it live. NTGR. That's Entourage. Okay. All right. Okay. That's Taxi. Taxi is TX. That's The Office. Sorry, Kristen. I'm trying to tell the audience here what we're looking at. GDTMS. Good times. All right. Good, Casey. And then, uh, then we know I love Lucy. Uh, LVLC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting. That is wild, huh? Yeah. Okay. Same thing with Lizzie Hale. Yeah. Who knew yeah, it? Never know. Scott Weiland will be the subject of an episode of Reels Autopsy: The Last Hours of on May 9th. So the the television uh, network Reels. Yeah, I watch it. <clears throat> um, Weiland was found dead on his tour bus on the evening of December third, two thousand fifteen, while on the road with his solo act, The Wildabouts. 48-year-old singer died from an overdose of drugs and alcohol, leaving behind his wife and two children from a previous marriage. According to the show's announcement, the examiner's report cites mixed drug toxicology as the cause of death, but there was no heroin found in Scott's system. And renowned forensics pathologist Dr. Michael Hunter believes uh, that Scott's well-documented drug use doesn't present the full picture. He investigates Scott's troubled past, discovers a catalog of traumatic events and dangerous activities in Scott's life story. Uh, together, they created the circumstances for him to die suddenly 
and without warning on a cold winter's day alone on his tour bus. Reels does a whole bunch of uh, stuff like this. They do a lot of musicians, a ton of musicians, and they also do, you know, like they had a really good Charles Manson uh, series. But their yeah, documentaries are really well done. Yep. Tom DeLong has revealed that he plans to release an unheard track from his side project, Boxcar Racer. Oh. Uh, he had said that the band does have one song that was produced in the last few years, but they have not decided when to release it yet. I uh, said, but we just got to figure out, like, when that comes out and how we do that. Uh, but we plan to. Is it by any chance a song about space? I hope so. <laughs> they come from space. No, they Heard don't it. come from space. Um, yeah, it does sound familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, the group comprised of DeLong and his former bandmate Travis Barker and David Kennedy of Angels mm. and Airwaves released their sole self-titled studio album back in 2002. The official Pink Floyd exhibition, dubbed The Mortal Remains, will make its North American debut later this year in Southern California. Back in 2017, co-founders Roger Waters and Nick Mason were on hand in London to kick off the career-spanning exhibit at the Victoria and Albert Museum. The multimedia exhibit will run at L.A.'s Vogue Multicultural Museum from August 3rd through November 28th. Is it, in fact, like a museum, like a, um, a collection of uh, memorabilia? I assume that's what it yeah. is. It was curated by the band's longtime creative director and hypnosis designer, uh, Aubrey Poe Powell, and developed closely with uh, Nick Mason. <laughs> Rolling Stone reported the audiovisual exhibition features over 350 items from Pink Floyd's history, many dusted off from storage units and the band members' personal collections, including handwritten lyrics, musical instruments, letters, original artwork, and stage props. So, yeah, Steve, a lot of that stuff. Uh, Aubrey Poe Powell, by the way, uh, and his late partner, St- Storm Thorgan- Thorgerson. Uh, received and created legendary and timeless album and singles covers for Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Peter Gabriel, Paul McCartney and Wings, Yes, Scorpions, ACDC, Peter Frampton, Black Sabbath, Sticks, 10CC, and countless others. And then one, one last story. Paul McCartney has just uploaded a new 10-song Spotify playlist on his official paulmccartney.com site. And every month, uh, Paul posts a new track listing with a specific theme with May spotlighting some of Macca's favorite bird-themed songs. Yeah, Kathy, this is for you. <laughs> and he's tack- that he's tackled over the decades. The playlist was inspired by a fan named Ella who posed a question to the former Beatle. This is one of my favorites. It's called Hey Bubba. On hey, Instagram <laughs> regarding the symbolism behind birds in Paul's songs. So McCartney uh, responded and said that really happens to uh, happens because from an early age I've actually loved birds. I grew up on a housing estate in Liverpool in very ordinary circumstances, but nearby where I lived, there were woods and fields. So I used to get out there, and I always loved it when I saw birds or their nest, etc. I think one of the most memorable sights was seeing a skylark rising into the sky and singing its sweet song. <laughs> he said, "So That's too beautiful." Aww. So the answer is, I love birds, but in my songs, they sometimes turn into symbolic characters, and there you go. Check Beautiful birds, right? As you, <laughs> as you would imagine, Blackbird is on this list. Uh, but there's a lot of other ones that I'm really not familiar with from his solo career and from his time with uh, Wings as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, there are a number of them. Yep. All right, and uh, that's it. That's what I have in music news for you. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. And, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, what we got going on tomorrow and share that with you as well. We'll be right back. MMR VIP. 
Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. No, we're not doing the Daily Letter. No, no, we're not. Not yet. So you will have to hold on a moment. What However, the- I will tell you that the last song we heard from Dorothy, uh, down to the bottom, she is going to be, I would imagine, playing that live at the MMRBQ. Why yeah. not? And it's going to be great. Um, yeah, she's a great performer, and uh, looking forward to seeing her play live. I've never seen her play live, so I'm stoked about that. Uh, Marissa is holding up her index finger. Yeah, something just happened to me, and I want to share it with you guys. Oh, I sure. Just okay. opened up my spam folder, and the very first email in there was from 933 WMMR. Uh-oh. Which is very ironic. So I figure that happens to a lot of people, and we send out these really cool newsletters, and every once in a while they get stuck there. So um, we just sent out a newsletter. So open up your re- email and check your spam folder because it's in there. Okay, okay. awesome. Good, good to for know. for all of you guys, too, because obviously looking. it's in your spam folder. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's stupid that that would happen here. It's seeing that we work at WMR and it goes to our spam folder. <laughs> it's crazy, and I don't do. like it. No, uh, but you will like the show. I'm I'm guaranteeing you that. It's a, we've never had a stinker in the lot of all the MMRBQs. They're always great shows. This one, no exception to that. Um, Dorothy, like I said, will be there. Aaron Jones, uh, the local shots artist, uh, Jackson's Crew, Foxtrot, and the Get Down, Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey. Mammoth. We'll get to see Wolfgang Van Halen along with everybody else for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And like Marissa was saying, if you opt in for an email, if you're if you're a VIP at WMMR.com and you opt in for an email, chance you could win a four-pack of tickets or maybe even pit tickets tomorrow. So don't miss that. Thank you to Caitlin Olsen. Yeah. Hey. She's awesome. And Rob jumped on as well. And yes. And we, uh, we had an awesome little chat with them. Mythic Quest is going to be premiering for him. And then uh, Hack, right? Hacks, yeah. Hacks, yes, on uh, HBO, HBO Plus. Yeah, and absolutely. So that'll be next week on the 13th. So uh, that's Thursday, a week from today. Very cool. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. So, Case, yeah, you going to do you. that for me? All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve. Show is brought to you by the letter A as in apple pie. All right, and we are going to give away from Revivalist Spirits a bottle of their botanical gin, Equinox Expression, uh, their pre made lavender lemonade and resurgent young American bourbon, and a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro. Uh, Revivalist Spirits voted top craft gin distillery by USA Today. Order online for free delivery anywhere in PA with purchase of two bottles or more. RevivalSpirits.com must be 21 years of age or older. And by the way, I, I got an, uh, an email from our account executive for Revivalist, and that's Tim Graham, and he asked if we could post uh, the commercial that I cut. Remember I, I told you guys the long story about the costume? Yes, the whole thing. That was lost, and then we had I had to beg on air for somebody who had a costume, and I found it. It's done? We eventually got the video done. It's done, so I'll have to post that oh, okay. online yeah. soon for you to see that. I could have worn Where is your Tim? costume. What's that? Where is Tim? He's been working from, from home a lot, okay. and doing very well, by the way. Oh, He's uh, Yes. Tim, get in here. We need to see you. Yeah, yeah man. We need to see everybody. We do. How you doing? Good. Excellent. 
multiple syllables in a single syllable well, word. Good is not just one syllable anymore. All right, at Pierre's restaurant. It's not your mother's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good, it's good. <laughs> Andy Griffith. Uh huh. Good cracker. Crack. How about that, Aunt B? <laughs> Thank you. And on the program today, we will have a workforce block of Genesis and Foo Fighters and Bob Seeger for his birthday. It's Chris Shiflett's birthday of the Foo Fighters. And in that Genesis block, I will have, like you had, a pair of tickets to give away. Oh, lucky you. I got a I got an email from somebody who said they were just trying to order tickets and they were $335 each. Oh, my. I know. Welcome back to concerts. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, concerts were... MMRQ, by the way, the lawn seats start at $25. There you go. So that, that's that's a little perspective for yeah. you. Um, concerts were getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, and now the demand is going to. But listen, it's worth it. You know, right? To get no, back to I, it? I, 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 I totally agree. I don't know where where the ceiling is of where it was. If we were to pick it up exactly where it left off, concerts were getting very expensive. Yeah, Sporting events are doing the same thing. I mean, it's like the idea of being able to take the the whole family out is it's fewer and far between where you go, yeah, let's go do that. You know what I mean? Because of the cost. It's expensive. Right, as a family. I mean, if if you even have four people, mom, dad, two kids, um, and then parking, and then uh, a $75 beer, um, you know, it's uh, and that's for light. Um, it's not easy. Um, however, um, it, I'll pay that seventy five. Listen, that's one night of a very memorable concert for a family for four for under fifteen hundred dollars. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And for Nick, one light beer is all he need is to make out with everybody is one light beer. <laughs> seventy five dollars so, uh, well spent, wow. man. It's seventy five dollars well spent. Section two thirty two. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Was that at the Pearl Jam show? Oh, I don't know. I just it said any show. Yeah, it doesn't really matter which show it is. Get me liquored, I'll make out with you. Right. Um, well, I, there was a drunk day years ago. Um, blessedly, you don't do it anymore. <laughs> but I came in, and you had a full audience in the in the studio here. And Nick comes immediately up to me and gives me a big kiss on the lips, which I thought was perfectly fine. <laughs> but the the some at least 50% of your studio audience gasped <laughs> that's probably i don't know when the last time we did a drunk day was it was probably a decade ago a long right? time ago yeah, yeah. 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 when he's having when when the um, the only option was to gurney people out after those things we realized mm-hmm. uh, it's becoming a little hard yes it was a, it was a decaying orbit right. <laughs> right. yeah yeah i love that uh, by the way, just uh, to to round out that conversation, twenty five dollars for the the lawn tickets. They start there for Come the on. Yeah. That's tomorrow morning. So grab those tickets, man. Uh, Inexpensive and- concert, great show. Lots of bands. We will be there. It will be fun. It will be great. So yeah. uh, lawn tickets tomorrow. Uh, I mean, all tickets, all tickets. for Genesis, uh, and that'll be tomorrow. No. What are you saying? What are you saying? I'm Both saying- MMRBQ and Genesis go on sale tomorrow. That's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. But at different times. So MMRBQ's 10, and I think Genesis is at noon. That's, That's correct. correct. Yes. Yeah. So it would be good to That's go. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, good night. You, you said it, sir. You said it all. Well, you you really said it. Here, uh, go tie tie. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also by Rita's Water Ice. Come get Nickelodeon Slime on your favorite treats at Rita's all month long. And also Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke, <laughs> car care, right. <laughs> 
Uh, tomorrow on the program, we will have uh, from the uh, television show Mindhunter and a lot of other stuff, a Holt McCallany. Awesome. Will be on the program. And comedian uh, Chappelle Lacey will be joining us, too. And before we leave, we just want to remind you, happy National Nurses Day. Yay! Yay! Everybody in that line of work. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing, there. Do, do, be, do. Do, da, da, do, dip, da,